welcome everyone to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. You ever get like a little popcorn kernel in your tooth? Stuck no. like in a gum? I got one of those. It make it bother me. <laughs> I was about to ask you, I'm like, what are you doing playing around with your teeth? I had a little piece of popcorn, and I got one of those little little husks stuck between my tooth and gum, and it's going to bother me. Since I don't have a toothbrush here, I'm not going to brush my teeth on the podcast. I got to try to get it out of there because it's driving me crazy already. Just happened. <laughs> Hold on, what do you mean? Hold on. It's, it just happened. I got oh. it. It's gone. It's all taken care of. Jesus H. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, welcome to the show. Um, welcome, Grump. Welcome to the show. For those of you who are new to this show, this is a twice a week Islanders based podcast that happens every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We cover all all things New York Islanders. And today, obviously, we're going to be talking about the recent hiring of Lane Lambert as our new head coach. We're going to be talking about, you know, what our expectations are for them or for the Islanders this year, what our expectations are for fans there, for Lane Lambert, still what we expect from this offseason. And, you know, we'll talk about, hey, is this, you know, the best hire we had out there? Is this a good hire, a bad hire? We're going to break all that down. Um, but before we get too much into the show, um, remember the best way to show support to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action is by subscribing on YouTube, liking on Facebook, and following on Twitter. We also have a second podcast in case you're like, you know, sometimes I like to take a little bit of a break from the Islanders. Every once in a while, I understand people like to do that. It's the off season, you know, for, for, for that purpose. But uh, we do have a secondary podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. It occurs every single Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every single Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find that in the link in the description below, or you can find it here as a featured page on our YouTube channel right here, Grumpy, where TJ and the Grumpy Old Man, we talk all things sports on that show. We talk NFL. We talk soccer. We talk all NHL. We talk NBA. We talk uh, college football, college basketball, any sport. We talk Kentucky Derby, anything sports related we talk about and even we cover fan fights grump and we even sometimes cover tom brady christ almighty it's about that time of the year again isn't it guys it is that time it's coming up oh man oh man um so again always just make sure you check that channel out leave a subscription if you like it make sure you check it out hey at least give it a chance we talk it's a little bit more of a free wielding podcast where we just don't have any structure we talk all things sports um but uh, something I want to mention before we kind of talk today about Lane Lambert uh, being the new Islanders head coach, um, you guys and, and listeners of the show for a long time may know Coach Tommy Baffy. He's a, he's a regular here on the show. Yeah, Grumpy. What is that, Grumpy? Doing what face? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, thank you. Thank you for the ASMR right there for all the ASMR enjoyers out there. Um, but you guys know Coach Tommy B, uh, Coach Tommy Baffy, the man with the inside hand. Um, you may have recalled in the past that he has gone on and spoken, you know, at times about his nephew Carson. And, um, you know, he asked that if we could go ahead and, and pray, or if, you know, if you're religious, to go ahead and send prayers there for Carson. He, he, you know, he's been battling cancer and he received some, you know, unfortunate news there on that side. So just keep them in your thoughts and prayers, you know, uh, through this through this hard time period for family and and for obviously Tommy and for Carson as well. Yeah, I want to take it a step further 
Uh, even if you're not religious, I'd like for you to pray for this young man. Uh, he got death, got some difficult news, and I just want to let him know that personally, from the both of us, we are rooting 100% for him, and I'm going to say that everyone who listens to this show is doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, Grump, now the New York Islanders um, hired Blaine Lambert as their Blaine, new who's, who, who's Who's Blaine Lambert? Blaine Lambert? Is that Lane Lambert's brother? Blaine? Oh, Lane Lambert, did it not? You said Blaine Lambert. No, okay. If I said Blaine, I, I don't Blaine. know if he's hearing things. I said Lane. Blaine, a grumpy old man. Blaine is in a, he's a gym leader uh, in Pokemon. Grumpy. That's who Blaine is. And when I think Blaine, I think about the gym leader, the fire gym leader in Pokemon. His name is Lane Lambert. That's the guy who they are. Not Blaine. Lane Lambert. I swore I said Lane. You did not. That's okay. Let, let me know in the comments. Did they say Lane or Blaine? Please let me know. Everyone knows that you said Blaine. Okay. Blaine. Okay. Anyway, we hired, uh, well, at the time period, ex-assistant coach of the New York Islanders under Barry Trotz, and now new head coach of the New York Islanders, Lane, Lane Lambert, grumpy old man. Finally got it right. Now it's yeah. like uh, we have L, L uh, to the fourth power in power and control of the New York Islanders. Lou Lamarillo and Lane Lambert, the L and L twins. Let's go. I mean, holy crap. L, <laughs> I like that. LL and LL. That's funny. Yeah, it's not that funny. But um, here's the thing, right? Uh, as we well, remember when we had our last podcast, we said we didn't think it was going to be Lane Lambert because if it was, they probably would have announced it the day of. Uh, it's, it's certainly he didn't have any chance to interview anyone else. So I think it was determined that he was going to be the head coach. He did the firing one week, the hiring the next week. And that also explains why he said at the press conference when he let Barry go that, uh, you know, every all the other coaches are under contract for next year. So it, it kind of makes sense. It does. Um I it does make sense. I really did think, though, if they were going to hire him, just as you had mentioned, you fire the head coach, and <laughs> if you if you were going to promote from within, you probably would have done that immediately or next day or within a very short time frame. I mean, they still did it within a week or so. So, you know, it's not it's not like they took a long time hemming and hawing the options and opportunities that were out there. Now, I want to ask you, Grump, initial thoughts, initial thoughts of Lane Lambert as the new head coach. Um, initially, I was like, meh. Okay, but it makes sense, honestly, because if you bring somebody new in, you're going to have to change the system that we play for the most part. Uh, Lane Lambert knows the system. Uh, he's going to come in and kind of be an extension of what Barry has done, maybe with a few tweaks here and there. I think you're going to see younger players get more rope than they possibly did under Barry Trotz. Uh, there's no downside uh, to this hiring uh, for Lane Lambert, because as far as I'm concerned, unless moves are made in the offseason to improve the offense with the wingers on the first line to get yourself a puck-moving uh, defenseman on the back end, uh, I think he'll get a pass if he gets, if, even if he gets fired after a year. Of course, you can't go 0-82-0 and either. You can't do that, but I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Yeah, and my initial thought is, you know what? Let's look for the positives first. Lane Lambert has familiarity with the team. 
the team knows him. The players know him. The players feel comfortable with him. He knows him. The coach is not like complete upheaval of the coaching staff. And so you're going to have a lot of the same similarities to it. So for a team that's a veteran-laden team, possibly that's that could be a plus for them. Now, I don't think it's going to be an apples-to-apples comparison for the system that Lane will run as as compared to what Barry Trotz ran. But it is, I'm sure, going to be very similar, right? Lane Lambert has been an assistant head coach or assistant coach under Barry Trotz for what? I want to say the last, he was there and he was there in Nashville. He was there in Washington. He's been here for the Islanders. So he's been an assistant coach uh, under Barry Trotz for, I want to say, the close half of a, like a decade, Grump? 15 years, I believe. That's a long time. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember how many years over, but I knew it was at least a decade. Um, but he, you know, so they are, you know, they might not be from the same exact branch, but they're still from the same tree of coaching style and ideology. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I'm going to say that, you know, Barry was cut from the waistband of the pants where Lane is maybe for the bell bottoms. Same piece of clothing, but just a little different cut. I have no idea what the hell that even is. Growing. Cut from the same cloth is what I'm trying to say. Okay, the cut from the same cloth. So, yeah, exactly. It's not like we're going to be, just as you'd mentioned, it's not like we're doing complete change of system. We're not. And what were the criteria that that I had in mind? We'd go one by one. I said that the coach had to be somewhat of a familiar, you know, somewhat of a familiar system to what the Islanders have been playing for the last four years. I, I, I surely believe, right, we still need more offensive creativity, more freedom when it comes down to, you know, actual play on the ice, but they still need to have the same structure and they couldn't go from a team that was again, very defense oriented, you know, fight for every inch on the ice to a team that was just lackadaisical. We want to be, you know, fire engine up and down the ice. We want to be making sure we've got heavy forecheck. We couldn't have a complete 180 change from heavy defense to just throw all whims and cares aside for defense. I knew it wasn't going to happen. So I think Lane Lambert, right? He checks the box on that one for certain. This hire was made because they couldn't do that. Players need to change to change the system. Right now, the way our team is built and the age of the team, we're not going to be a team that's running up and down the ice. Until you start moving out players and bringing new guys in, not going to happen. So it brings a sense of continuity, but it, it, in fact, is a different voice. Yes, Lane Lambert was in the room, right? Yes, he was. But was he the guy, you know, who gave the running orders at the end? It was Barry Trotz. Let, let me ask you this. Now, you had mentioned about a new voice, right? Because that's what Lou Lamarillo said in his, in his interview, right? That's what he said. Oh, you know, that we need a new voice in the locker room. Oh my God. We need a new voice in the locker room. How about turn? How about turning off your uh, phone there, buddy? I can't do it, and I get all these people who message me in group chat, so I apologize, Grump. I'll have to have – here's the thing. I updated my computer, and when I did it, Paige had fixed it. Paige helped me out with that. She fixed oh, uh, it where it doesn't go ping all the time. Hold on. So you're going with the throwing the page under the bus no. card? No, 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 no. Not at all. The contrary. Paige was the one to fix this. I was unable to get it fixed by myself when I tried this out many moons ago. And I updated the software on my computer and it reset back to all the original settings. So now I have the dinging again. So I'm going to have to get Paige to iron out some time in her schedule in order to, to get the to get the dinging noises to disappear once more. So it's probably something very easy. Maybe she'll maybe I can watch like uh, monkey see monkey do. So next time I have a software update, it doesn't go ahead and get rid of the original settings. But yes, grumpy. Uh, 
I will get that worked on. But you had mentioned about a new voice, right? Now, this is a good question I think Jeff Campbellini brings up. You know, is this a new enough voice? Right. But I, I, you know, I was going to wait to ask that until later because I was going to go by my criteria of does he check the certain items I was looking for? Does he check the box on? I think, right. He does have familiarity with the system. You know, the players feel comfortable with him. That's definitely a box check. Now, you said a new voice. Let me ask you this Do you think this is a new enough voice, though, Grump? (sighs) For this group of players, I think it was the best choice. And what I mean by that is if you're going to bring in a brand new coach with a whole new system, how many, uh, how much change do you think guys who are in their thirties, mid thirties are going to be able to make if there's a new system implemented at this part of their, this stage of their careers? I just think it's really, really difficult. I think it was done because Lamarillo knows for the next couple of years anyway, that, you know, we're kind of stuck with these players for the most part. So we have to go with someone who knows the system that has been successful in the past, and that's why they went with Lambert. That's that's why I feel it was done. Hmm. I don't think it was a bad thing. I don't want to get too broad about it right? because I'm going to tell you what my thoughts are, but I'm going to break it down one by one, and I'm, I'm going to get to the conclusion of what I think as a whole of the hire. But I, I think that's an interesting question. Is this a new enough voice? I think temporarily, yes, it is. Long term, perhaps no, not. So, I mean, this is a team that's looking for immediate results. So, I think it does cover the newness of the voice category for the short term, for certain. But, you know, long term, no promises, no guarantees. I mean, this is a guy they're very familiar with. This is a guy to where <laughs> I don't know if they tuned out Barry and this guy's cut from the very same exact cloth and this guy comes from the same coaching tree and this guy was in the room last year. When, when the going gets tough, do we tune him out as well? Okay. But I think Barry and Lane have completely different personalities and completely different coaching styles regarding how they communicate what they want done. So in, in that category, I think there's stark differences. Barry always seemed to be the more cool, calm, and collected individual who showed no emotion. People may remember this. Two years ago, I always used to hate that Barry Trotz never had any freaking emotion. He never would get wild. He never. I'm not saying your coach has to be ups, you know crazy and bombastic as you know as as John Tortorella. But I don't need somebody who's going to show no freaking reaction and be like a Lane Vigneault who just feels like he's the quiet man. I always wanted a healthy mix. Lane Lambert is a much more bombastic personality and a much more bombastic coach than Barry Trotz is. So, you know, we're talking newness of voice. I think they're very different in that style and they're very different in how they convey their messages. True. And are you going to bring up that clip? Um, Well, can can we wait? Can we wait on that one, Grumpy? Okay. Okay, I want to yeah. go remember check mark by check mark, and we'll talk about it. And I want to bring that up later. Okay, Emmanuel what, sent us a good clip from the NHL Network. Thank you, Emmanuel R. We're going to show that there um, and kind of talk a little bit more in depth on it. But but yes, Grumpy, um, I'm sorry, I didn't want to derail what you're saying. Nope, I just I'm not going to bring it up. Then go to your next point. Okay, I said you need to have somewhat familiarity with the team, somewhat familiar with the system, right? That's a check, I think, okay. in the Lane Lambert section. True. I wanted a coach that had extensive head coaching experience, a guy who it was not his first time around the block. That's a big question mark here. Lane Lambert, I, you know, has been a head coach in what? I mean, I think he was, was a head coach in juniors many years ago, but he hasn't been a head coach on a team in what, 15 plus years? 
I don't think it was it's necessary for this group. And the only reason I say that it's not like you're bringing someone from another system in where it's going to be a new system. They know what to expect from Lane Lambert. They know what Lane Lambert's all about. The players here all know he's been here for four years. They know what he's about. So I'm sure in the uh, end of season interviews, I'm going to guarantee you that certain players advocated for Lane Lambert as a new head coach. I think you're right with that. I do think other people maybe advocated in the room and said, I really like what Lane has to offer. I really like who is the coach that, you know, was, was, you know, could most resonate a point with you, Lane Lambert. I'm sure, you know, maybe it wasn't, you know, as simple as opining saying, I want Lane Lambert as head coach and not Barry Trotz. It wasn't that simple. But, you know, when they're asking questions, right, I feel like Lane Lambert's name probably came up in a positive way a lot of times and perhaps Barry's did not at the end of this year. And that's why it, the players know him. And like I said, he coached three games for Celestia, and the team responded. It seemed like uh, he gave the young guys a shot, and they, it was a shot in arm for the team, actually. And maybe he holds everybody accountable. That was one thing that Barry never did. Certain guys just got a pass, where I don't think that's the case with Lambert. Okay. I was about to ask that. Well, you kind of answered already with a question I was going to ask. I just thought to myself, right? You know, do people still think and are, are, are the members on this team going to think, hey, this is still the country club atmosphere, right? I'm cemented in. If I've got my spot here, I'm going to be cemented in. Maybe Lane's completely different. And I hope he is than Barry Trotz on that thought process. I mean, I've sat behind the bench when he was coaching. Uh, he is not Barry Trotz behind the bench. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. He's in the players' ears. He's yelling and screaming. He's getting guys going. Now, how long does a guy like that last, right? Who knows? We don't know. But you're looking probably at, at you know two years anyway, right? Yeah, because we're looking short term. This is this is short term because we've always said long term is going to be ugly and it is going to be you're going to have to grit your teeth. It's going to be like grinding your teeth to get through the sludge of me ugh, mediocrity and and unsuccessful years in the future. The, everything now is on Lou Lamarillo. Everything, Lane Lambert. As far as I'm concerned, no matter what happens next year, he gets a pass. Lamarillo needs to improve the talent on the team. It's when you're not going to have drastically different results with this uh, cast of characters that we have right now. Okay. I won't say he gets a complete pass because if they do everything they need to this offseason, which albeit is a lot, and they don't have the results, right? The earnest does bear on the players and the coach. Simple as that. But first time coach or not. But that's what I mean. Um, Lamarillo needs, if you come out with the same guys next year, and expect different results or something drastic, I just don't think that's going to happen. That, that's what I mean. He gets a pass. Lamarillo has to make moves. But you're saying if Lamarillo makes the moves, Lane Lambert doesn't perform, oh, Lane yeah. Lambert is to blame. Uh, yes, he would He would also be to blame. Okay. But at the end but of the day... I want to make sure it didn't sound like no matter what happens next year, Lane Lambert gets a pass from you. Well, that's why I say everything right now is at Lamarillo's feet. Lambert is in place. Lamarillo needs to make the moves to improve the team. Yes. So I, I wanted a head coach that had some sort of head coaching experience, extensive head coaching experience. Um, you know, in that category, I thought there were better options regarding track record, regarding experience. Here's the thing. I know Lane has been an assistant head coach or assistant coach for a long time. It's a little different when you're the guy. It's a little different when you go from a coordinator. I'm just going to use football terms. You go from a coordinator to a head coach. Just is. You know, it, it's just it's a little different. 
So I would have liked to have a guy who had some experience in that area. And hey, every coach needs to start somewhere. I, I do like the point, right, that you make. This is a veteran team. I don't. It doesn't really matter who the coach is. And you've said it before. It doesn't really matter who the coach is. This veteran team will be able to to make sure that hey, they they are able to right the ship or at least head all in the same direction. They're not going to be pulling a whole bunch of different ways because they're very tight knit, close group. Right. He doesn't have to worry about. Oh man, this was like Winnipeg uh, was at the end of the year, you know, where each guy's sniping at one another. That is not the case on the island, at least as far as we know. Certainly never got on the press if that is the case, but it doesn't seem like that's 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 an issue with the Islanders. Here's here's the other thing I will say. I, I think I don't know who they're going to backfill with the assistant spot that Lane Lambert has now left open. Ideally. I'd like it to be a head coach that has failed before. Maybe Barry Trotz. <laughs> he's a failed head coach. I, I stop. I okay. He's not failed. He won a damn cup. Anyway, I like. I would like it to be a guy who has some experience because, right? I think it's good for a guy who is if it's their first time being a head coach. It's good to have, and again, I'll use football term in lieu of a better way to say it. And I think a lot of people can resonate this with football, right? If you're a brand new head coach, it's sometimes good to bring in very, very veteran offensive coordinators who have had chances before and failed at being a head coach so that they're able to help provide a little more insight as you're going throughout that. Again, it's not apples to apples, but I'd like to bring an assistant coach in that has that veteran leadership that has failed before and could maybe go ahead and provide pointers here and there along the road. And again, you could mix and match whatever style works well with Lambert style that's fine that's that's what I would want out of an assistant coach it's not like end all be all but if I've got a chance to pick that's what I'd pick okay like like the bench coach there that's no that's you know I don't have a problem with that I just think you're uh, I know you want a guy who's a veteran but I mean he's been coaching in the league forever I mean different when you're the guy that's all I'm gonna say right it's different here's the thing he is a much more bombastic and fiery personality. If you don't have the right people in, in, in the room with you as a coach that keep you a little bit in check, it's very easy for that to go a little bit too far. That's all I'm going to say, right? You have to have somebody else that has it like, mm, I've seen that before. We don't need to. And again, maybe that maybe the room is as strong as iron. I don't know, Grump. I don't know how the inner workings. I don't know the inner workings of Lane Lambert and how other coaches react to him and, and what he's out there. We know very little about him. As, a, as going to be a head coach. We know the system and the style are going to be the same, and he's going to be more bombastic and emotional, right? We can say that. But other than that, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of question marks around this for us as fans, not for the team, not for the players, but us as fans who don't get the inner working of assistant coaches. There's a lot of questions for us. The biggest thing and most important thing that he needs to do is to hold everyone to the same standards. That's not something that Barry Trotz did. He just didn't. Veterans got cut a break. Young guys or guys we didn't like didn't. Yep. And he'd call them out, but he wouldn't call out ter terrible play by veterans on this team. He never called them out. Where if Lambert does that, you know what? You have to respect him. For certain. And you're going to have everybody's going to go, oh, you know what? This is what the expectation is. If I don't produce, if I'm a Josh Bailey and I don't shoot the puck on the power play after playing off for 40 games, you're not playing on the power play anymore, and that should be the expectation. You just don't roll a guy out, where I think sometimes Barry would kind of get stuck in the mold of, well, you know what, these are my guys, 
I'm going to ride with until the wheels fall off. And, and the reason, again, I say about being a head coach, right? I don't know if he's a guy when things don't go well for five games, he jumps on and completely switches shit up, right? There's sometimes where coaches get a little antsy and a little, you know, a little anticipatory and they jump the gun a little bit too much, right? It's about having the balance. And I don't know what Lane Lambert will do like that now that he makes those decisions. That's something we're all going to learn together as fans. Okay. But he's been coaching with Barry for, you know, he may have disagreed, and they maybe got in arguing matches every single time when they're reviewing film. Every single guy, every single post game, we need to be doing this. We need to be doing that, and he'll he'll go ahead and present a different ideology, and he'll say, "This is why I believe it." Coaches don't agree on everything that they see oh, in the room together. Okay, but I'm going to tell you what: you don't spend 15 years with a guy if you disagree with them every day. That's just not going to happen. When everything is going well, there's not as many disagreements. And there's been a lot more well years under Barry Trotz in the regular season and postseason than there have been bad years. So it is worth mentioning that. Okay. I, again, I, I'm going to say – here's the thing. Now I have to play the positive guy because now I'm, you're I'm, now I'm, you're I'm, preaching I'm, like there was somehow dissension in the room. I'm All I'm saying is this is what I want, and you're saying why are you getting hung up over what you want. I'm giving you the examples as to why I want who I want, and I'm giving you my ideology behind it. Okay, but I don't think you ever saw saw that tension between the two of them, ever. You're never. I mean, I'm all I'm saying is that I think that Lane Lambert he didn't need to have that experience to coach this team. He, I'm I'm going to tell you what I feel he would have gotten a chance with another team. I feel like he would have. I feel like he definitely would have gotten another chance with. I feel like he definitely would have got a chance with another team. No doubt in my mind. All I'm saying is for this team, I was looking for a guy with experience. Lane Lambert doesn't. Have, I was looking for a guy with playoff experience. Okay, having a head coach with playoff experience is important. When everything is magnified, I think that having a guy who's been there before as the head coach, I think is valuable. That's all. It's like having a play, like having your players that have been there in a situation where they've been in the playoffs before. It's valuable. Yeah, I just say with somebody like Lambert, who's been coaching as a bench coach, the bench coach, the next guy, like you know the assistant head coach in football jargon for years and years and years. It doesn't bother me with this particular team at all. Not at all. Okay. I've seen plenty of times before when, when guys who've been assistants have failed out once their predecessor has left and they've been given the job. Okay. Well, you could say that about anybody, right? Co correct. All I'm saying is I'm giving the, I'm giving what I wanted before they signed. Remember we got okay. the checkbox is what I'm doing, right? Okay. I think there was a checkbox regarding the experience. I want of the coach. We leave that one blank and regarding playoff experience. In my opinion, I leave that one blank, right? He's been here with the team on their playoff runs. He wasn't the guy though, right? It may be where it's check marked in freaking pencil instead of pen. And as soon as he gets out there, we're like, well, holy shit, I should have check marked that in Sharpie this off season. But I, I'm just telling you where I'm like, okay, I would have liked that as a coach. I thought there were coaches that have had better. I thought they've had more success, right? Peter DeBoer was fired the same day we hired Delane Lambert. See, I don't think much of Peter DeBoer. I just okay. don't. I'm so I'm glad we did not. Another Jersey retread? Is that what we need? We got how many of those guys on the roster? The last thing I wanted was another POS from New Jersey. Absolutely not. Oh, I, I'll tell you what. I go with Lambert a 1,000% over Peter freaking DeBoer. No, he is a bore. All I'm going to say is this. We've got a head coach that has one of the, well, he's two and one as an NHL head coach. And he's got zero playoff experience. I'm just saying for a team, right? That's got that's got a finite window left, right? And again, we've got a lot of veteran leadership, and maybe it doesn't matter. I would like to have a guy that had some sort of playoff experience. That's it. Okay. 
But if you're a, if you're a team that has a finite window, don't you kind of want to have somebody who doesn't have to go in and get himself acclimated for half a season to figure out who can do what? Because yep. now you've just burned another year, yep. uh, and then you figure out well, we're going to have to blow it up, so we wasted this year. Yes, that's why I had in the familiarity in the system, I had a big check mark. It, he definitely checked the box on that one. You could hammer that away in granite and marble. He fit that absolutely. I'm just telling you what areas that I thought that I wanted to have as a head coach that I thought were left void. That's all. Okay. I don't think the hiring was a bad hire, Grump. This is I, my point, right? I'm giving you the reasons and what I'm thinking. I think the hiring was a good hire for the team and the situation. All I'm saying is this. The guy has no playoff experience and no head coaching experience. Those are question marks for me. Okay, but he's been coaching. Like I said, for me, it's not like he's coming out of, you know, the Providence Bears and coming here after, you know, coaching there for four years, and now he's going to get the NHL gig. I mean, he's been in the league a long, long time. I have no problem. I I mean, I just – I guess I don't think that with this particular group that's really that important. With the finite window, I don't think it's important at all, actually. I would argue – right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The coach doesn't have any freaking trial time period to learn how to be an NHL head coach. There's none of that shit. You are now the guy. You're the guy. Simple as that. Do you surround yourself? Now that you're the guy, are you going to surround yourself with the right pieces to keep you in check? I don't know, right? Sometimes really good head coaches fail because they don't surround themselves with the right pieces. Sometimes really good head coaches fail for a multitude of reasons. We do not have a freaking trial run. That's what I'm saying, Grump. I'm not saying it's a bad hire, but we don't have a freaking trial run to test out shit. Okay, but if you bring in a veteran who's been there, done that, and he's going to have to spend how many games figure out who can do what, who plays his style, who fits in here. You're, the first season's basically over for the most part. That's right. I forgot. Never, ever, ever does a new head coach come into a situation and bring a team who hasn't made the playoffs and bring him into the playoff picture. I forgot that doesn't happen. This, but this is not a young team. This is an older team. We weren't a young team when Barry Trotz took over either. We were four years younger. We Everyone was right in their prime then, under 30. Now everyone's over 30. There's a difference. Mm -mm. Okay. If, so I'm a, one quick point. If we were coming off a miserable Jack Capuano or Doug Waite year where everyone was in their 30s and you bring in Barry Trotz, uh, how do you think that would have worked out? I don't mm -hmm. think it would have succeeded at all. I mean, the fact that those guys were younger and that they could adjust to a system, I think, you know, we don't skate real well. I mean, let's say you bring in a coach. Oh, I believe in, you know, we're an up tempo skating team. How would that work out for us? I again, I, did you have you not listened? I just, I guess, I guess I just don't, I guess I just don't. Did you not? Did you not listen? I understand, I understand exactly what you said. I guess I just feel that it's nowhere near as important with this particular group of players than in another situation. That's all. What's your, what's your next box checking item? No, those are the three big boxes I had. I think he checked one of them in a great way, and the other ones are question marks. What, what were the other two? Head coaching experience and then head coaching in the playoffs? That's the same thing. Head coaching experience and playoff and, and playoff performance. Oh, well, it don't mean anything to me. Okay. 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 Anyway, so, you know, all I'm going to say is this, right? You see a handful of guys who go from assistant head coach or assistant coach in the NHL that fail out immediately. 
I just didn't. I think it's a little bit of a gamble to do that. I understand, right? If you had a new coach you brought in from outside the system, there's going to be a lot of change. I do understand that. All I'm going to say is this, right? You know, a little bit more with their track record of what they are as the head coach. There's no track record with Lane Lambert. We know he is his assistant. Let's see how things go as a head coach. He's going to be a very fiery guy. I like fiery and emotional coaches. I always like that style. I'm and sure players on the team probably advocated and spoke very highly of him in the in the, in the exit interviews, which they, right you would would bode well for how he's going to mesh with the system and mesh with the players. I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying, right? We don't have a lot of room for a trial or an error time period for the guy to learn the ropes as the guy, as the coach. That's all I'm saying. And you just seem to blow that right over. Well, doesn't matter. Being an assistant coach is the same as being a head coach. But being a coordinator is the same as being a head coach. It's not. And so that's why I'm trying to bring that up. It seems like you just completely brush it off. And that's why I keep hammering that point aside. It's not the same. Yeah. Okay. I just disagree. Like I said, once again, because he's been in the NHL, he's seen it all over the last 15 plus years as Barry's bench coach. It's not like he's a guy just working with the power play or the penalty kill. He's the bench coach. He has a lot of responsibility. He does. And like I said, with an older team like this, a new guy comes in, changes are going to be made. And here's the thing. Here's another thing. Islander fans, Lane Lambert could still be doing a great job as coach. But if Lou Lamarillo does not make the necessary changes to try to get us to the next level, it's not going to matter. He could coach a great next year, but with age slippage again with older players and no upgrades or no significant upgrades on the back end and some scoring wingers, we might not make the playoffs again. It's possible. We need to make changes to the actual team before we have a chance to make the playoffs, in my opinion. I don't disagree with that, but you went on too long for me to remember my point. Anyway, moving along, right? It's not like, hey, it's not like, oh, there have been every single assistant head or every single NHL assistant hasn't panned out, right? There have been very successful NHL assistants that have worked their way and, you know, from from assistant to being, you know, a head coach. I mean, like you look at it, right? Rob Brindamore was an assistant coach. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Here's some good ones, right? Just to show that. Fair and unbiased. Rob Brindamore was an assistant head coach or assistant NHL coach there for the for the Hurricanes. I know Todd Reardon, right? Everybody thinks about him. Not great. Craig Berube, when they went on to win the cup, he was the was he? I think he was the assistant coach that he right. coached fired. Craig Berube was placed up. Craig Berube was was the assistant coach, NHL associate, whatever he was. It's I just think it's a personality thing, honestly. I'm just saying there have been very successful guys who have made the step from, you know, assistant there to NHL in an immediate fashion. That's what I'm just trying to advertise, right? And going that it's going to always take you a little bit of time to learn or a little bit of time to get acclimated to being the guy, right? Some guys are able to step in and do it immediately. Some guys, it takes a while longer. That's all I'm saying. Here's the thing. Lamarillo knows how the room is. He's got his, he knows he's not stupid. He's not stupid. We might sometimes say he's stupid, but he's not. We all know that, right? So he knows if the guys weren't listening or for whatever reason and the new voice being Lane Lambert, because believe me, sitting right next to the bench for a couple of games, you know who's you know what's what and who does what on the team. You can tell. Lambert's a disciplinarian. I'm not saying that uh, Trotz isn't but Lambert makes sure that you hear him. 
It's not, I think the country club atmosphere is over now, like it was under Barry. Everyone knew, well, you know, hey, one of Barry's boys, I'm never going to sit. That's, I don't think that's going to be the case with Lambert. At least I hope not. Hmm. Yeah, again, time will tell on that. There was an interesting clip from NHL Network, and I appreciate, Emmanuel, you sending this in. And it's worth a listen, right? Um, I know this is with Ken Danico. And who is is the guy here in the middle, Grumpy? I always forget who he is. Stu Grimson. Stu Grimson. Both guys, I think Grimson used to coach with Trotz, if I recall. And I know Danico obviously has a lot of you know, large relationship with Lou Lamarillo. I think so, he played. I think he played for Trotz, Stu Grimson. I'm mm-hmm. uh, Stu Grimson, I believe. Okay, let's listen. It surprised a lot of people that Barry Trotz was let go. What do you make of the move now to bring Lane Lambert on? Well, obviously the relationship Barry Trotz and Stu will talk a little bit more about it with Lane Lambert with his relationship with him. But the relationship Barry Trotz and Lane Lambert had. Uh, for a long time as coach and assistant coach. So some people say, well, how's it going to be different? No, he's going to put his stamp on the New York Islanders. Make no mistake about that. He will certainly um, take all the good things, positive things he's learned from Barry Trotz, one of the best coaches in the game over the last handful of years. But Lou Amarillo to entrust Lane Lambert as the new head coach of New York Islanders, that's enough for me. Yeah. Being around as long, Lou as long as I've been, he doesn't take this lightly. He... he did his homework. He thoroughly scoured every coach possible and who's best for the New York Islanders franchise and organization. And he believes it's Wayne Lambert. That's good enough for me. You know, <laughs> if you if you listen to Lou's comments, he kind of backs away from that needed a new voice, and then he puts the emphasis to me where he thinks it should be, which is on new personality. And that to me makes the most sense for this transaction. Usually, typically in the NHL, we see head coach, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Assistant coach, coach, good, good guy. guy. This relationship, these two personalities are actually the flip of that. And Dano, you know Lou better than I do, but I've been around the game a long time. And my sense of it is Lou would prefer a little more authoritarianism in his head coach. Mm. That's Lane Lambert. If the guys need a ripping, mm. that's Lane Lambert inside the Trotz Lambert dynamic. Barry is a great communicator. Barry is a great hockey man, but he doesn't really have it in his identity to walk to the center of the room and to rip the guys when the guys are at a situation where that's an appropriate thing to do. He looks to other people. I mean, I was in a Barry Trotz locker room. I waited till Barry left. I was the guy that ripped, ripped the room when it was appropriate. So that for me makes more sense than anything. Personality-wise, Lane Lambert is probably a better fit where Lou Lamarillo is concerned. So he'll get an opportunity, I think, to kind of step into that role and uh, and and implement some new changes. And let's be clear about this. It's a two-part kind of a situation. Yes, maybe a new head coach is in order where the Islanders are concerned, but there need to be some personnel changes as well. They can be more mobile. They can be more dynamic on the back end. And I think a piece or two up front makes a whole lot more sense. So coaching-wise, personnel-wise. So grumpy. And again, I think that kind of speaks to – go ahead. Yeah, uh, I find myself in a group with Stu Grimson on a lot of things. We've had other clips with him, and he and I – Mike, 100% right. And like I said, sitting behind the bench, Barry never yelled at the guys. Never. I mean, never. That was Lambert. And if that was, you know, and Stu Grimson, who played, was he just said it. He was in the Barry Trotz locker room where he would out and yell at them when they needed it. He had to do it. Well, guess what? If it needs to be done, it needs to be done. 
And if you need to hold, uh, maybe Lane Lambert backed off on certain players or he couldn't do it to the extent that he wanted to when he wanted to because Barry was the head guy. Maybe that'll stop us with lethargic play or coming out flat to start game after game after game. I mean, under Barry Trotz, how many times did we come out in the first period and look like we were dead from the neck up? I can't even tell you. One game, maybe two, Lambert's going to be in their faces. We're going to be skating out there in the first period like our hair's on fire. I don't want to hear it. You don't like it, you sit. I think that's what needs to happen on this team. Less country club, more competition. That being said, he was spot on having more mobility on the back end and one, I'm going to say two, and he even said one or two, two pieces up front on the top line. Then we're back in the mix as far as I'm concerned. Legitimately in the mix. Say it again. Legitimately in the mix. If you're watching the playoffs now, tell me with a solid defensive system and a couple of more scorers up front and a nice defenseman who can move the puck on the back end, we're not right in one of this playoffs rounds right now. We're better than the Rangers if that's the case. And we can compete with Carolina. Tampa Bay is on the way down. Florida, do they have the? is it in their DNA to be a winner yet? I don't think so. I mean, that's what I'm just saying. Where, you know, if you get a couple of pieces with more of a hard edge style, we're ready. We're cooking with gas. Wow. How quick. How quick it changes for Grumpy. I just, so you didn't, let me ask you this. I know I've said, you know, I, I thought he hits definitely certain parts of my career t- criteria. You did not think there were any coaches that were out there better than Barry or than, than Lane Lambert. The only reason I'm asking that is because, right, if we, we tick the clock back to the last podcast, you said, you're big behind Mike Babcock, big behind Rick Tockett. You were big behind certain coaches. You never really mentioned Lane Lambert too much. When I ask you what your thoughts are, were there other coaches out there better? The only reason I didn't mention Lane Lambert, because I thought that if Barry was getting fired and Lane Lambert was getting the job, they would have given him the job right then. That's why I said he, that's why I kind of dismissed him because I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just give him the job? Because you know, you've talked to him about it. Don't tell me that Barry didn't talk. I'm, I'm sorry, that Lou didn't talk to, uh, to Lane Lambert about the possibility of taking over Barry Trotz's job until after he fired him. I flat out don't believe that. So let me ask you this then. Do you think there were other candidates out there, head coaching candidates that, yes. that were a better fit? Joel, uh, Joel Quinville, I would have taken him in, in a heartbeat. Just because of how he's he's a, a guy, the guy you should love, established veteran, been there, great playoff coach. Yes, he's got his own issues right now, uh, so that was probably a non-starter. Do you think that Lamarillo interviewed anyone else? I don't think so. I that's when I heard Ken Danico saying that. I was just like, ugh. I'm not sure how how in depth the interview process has been, right? You hear about NFL interview process. They fly you out. You spend an entire day with them. You go through every single nook and cranny. They ask you a million questions. They want to understand how you eat, breathe, sleep, everything the general manager wants to know. It Every single one of those interviews take a full day. It's not like, oh, it's a quick one-hour phone call <laughs> with, a, with a head coach candidate. It's not how it goes. So it makes me think, right, when Barry Trotz was fired, this is the plan all along, was to hire Lane Lambert. And when I hear that Ken Danico said, oh, I could promise you he's done his due diligence, he's done that, I, I just think he knew where he wanted to go immediately. 
maybe that's the right choice, right? I mean, he brought in Barry Trotz. That was definitely the right choice for us. And maybe Lane Lambert, Lane Lambert is also the best choice for us. I think the familiarity with the team on a veteran team like that and not changing the system up and a style of play up too much is a big plus for the team and for the players. Yeah, and I'm going to say if I was a little bit smarter, I would have figured out when Lamarola said, well, all the coaches are under contract for next year. Well, you know what? I should have been smart enough to say, well, why are you keeping all the coaches when a new coach, I even mentioned a new coach is going to probably bring in his own guys. Yeah. So when he said that, it should have, it should have ding, 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 ding. If I wasn't a stonehead, I stonehenge, uh, whatever, stonehedge, stonehead, whatever. Somebody not smart enough to put two and two together, say Lambert was the guy. That's why you kept the whole rest of the coaching staff. Hmm. Yeah. So again, I'll tell you this, you know, it's, not a bad hire by any stretch of the imagination. Do I think there are other candidates out there that could have, you know, have have more experience that are possibly better on paper for certain? Is there question marks? I think there are question marks with a new first-time head coach. The styles are different, which is good. I'm not worried about it being too much of a stagnant voice like Jeff Campbellini asked. I think the coaching styles are completely different. But, you know, and I think that there's a familiarity, which is a big plus. The higher, I mean, like, let's, let's, if you had to put a grade, on what you put, uh, what you would select the higher as grumpy, where would you put this higher as like a letter grade? You go all the way from a plus to F minus or F double minus. No, Kyle Palmieri is not in this uh, discussion. Okay. So I'm going to say for this particular team at this time, I'm giving it a B plus. Actually, you grumpy, you know, I hate to sound um, duplicitous, but I was picking a B plus as well. I just think it's, and like I said, it might not work out, but if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter anyway because you're going to have to get rid of the players. That's why I'm saying it's so important. Lambert was big to get somebody in there. who The team knows, the veterans know, everyone in here knows about Lane Lambert. He's been there for four years. They're familiar with him. They know his style. They know what the expectations are. Until we add some pieces, it doesn't really matter. And that's that's the biggest thing of the offseason. It's not the head coaching hire. It's and I think that this helps in that regard because now people know, okay, a young guy comes here, or they're not afraid to uh, to acquire a younger player because Lambert will give him a shot. Where a younger guy coming in a Barry Trotz, no shot of playing. Right? So how do we go about our draft room now? I mean, is Lambert saying, yeah, okay, let's go for the most skilled player? You know what I'm saying? So maybe the whole thought process of the organization changes a little bit in the type of players that we're looking to acquire this offseason. Well, let's use that as a segue, right? I think last year we did draft the most skilled player in the second round that was available, and he was a fine and a get. And I know it's early yet, but I think Atu Ratu really is going to be one of those guys who does pay an out, even if it's a guy who's, you know, a second line center or, you know, a, a guy who's a third line center. I think he's a guy that can pay an out. Grumpy old man, I know your internet is clinging on for dear life. But that being said, I know you went on a scouting report recently. That's why we didn't have our podcast last Saturday. Grumpy was in the field. He was scouting a few of our Bridgeport Islanders, Grumpy. And I wanted to hear what you said because you would come, you'd scouted them on Saturday and on Monday. I want the breakdown, Grump, of what you see. I'll go player by player, okay, or certain players, big name players. Let me ask you this. Is I mean, let, let's start straight off the bat. Atu Ratu, what did you think of him? Because I feel like he's the guy who's got the most hype generated behind him and the prospect for the fan base. Good. 
Um, nice hustle. Uh, not afraid to go into the corner. Motivated. Of course, how long has he been in the HL? I don't know. But even if he played poorly, he probably would have gotten a pass from me because he'd only been there, what, two or three weeks playing with men. I mean, I'm sure the finished league that he played in, you know, was, you know, okay competition, but the AHL is tougher. Okay. You got to be tougher, not afraid to mix it up. Really happy with what I saw from him. One of the few guys on that team that looks like they can skate a little bit, which is super important for me. And you kind of went in and out earlier, but you said good shot. And that's something you'd also mentioned. That was the first thing you'd mentioned. Good shot. Yes. Quick, quick released, hard shot. Catches goalies by surprise. He didn't score in the two games I saw, but I'm like, oh, that's a nice quick release. I mean, I liked what I saw from him. Out of all the players that I saw, him, uh, well, he was one of the guys who I rated the highest, without a doubt. Okay. Gotcha. Let's go ahead and. I don't. I don't know who else you're going to ask me to talk okay. about. I'll cover. I'll cover. Grumpy. Let me lead it. <laughs> Let me ask you what you think about Simon Holmstrom, a guy who you know has been drafted, was an ex-first round pick by the Islanders, a guy who has improved when you look at point production, has improved his game in the AHL. Right, his third year there. Want to ask you what you think of Simon Holmstrom? Okay. One more thing about Ratu. I could absolutely see him being a top six forward, probably second line. Um, is probably his ceiling, but a good second line player. Really, and like I said, he's young. He's young. This is first time in, in North American hockey. Really impressed. Simon Holmstrom. Um, no, 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 no. Remember at the end of the year, I said, let's see what Simon Holmstrom can do. I've seen what Simon Holmstrom could do. Thoroughly unimpressed. I watched him specifically uh, both games. I Here's the thing. I wasn't looking at the Chris Terry's 33 years old or, you know, all the other guys who are not going to make it. I'll tell you about the defenseman as we go on. But for me, uh, Simon Holmstrom, not a good skater, allergic to the front of the net, absolutely allergic to the front of the net. He reminds me of a poor man's Josh Bailey. He gets, he gets bullied. He gets pushed around. They know what these, here's the thing. He's been in the AHL, what, for three years now? He should be way further along than he is. Way further along than he is. For me, best case scenario for Simon Holmstrom is a third liner. There's really not much difference between him and a Michael Del Cole, in my opinion. Wow. Maybe a little bit better vision. I think he I think I think Simon Holmstrom's got a better shot than Michael Del Cole ever had as well. Um he scored two goals on Saturday, but he had nothing to do with it. It was Chris Terry cherry um, Chris Terry cherry picking, which led to the first one, which was a two on O break. And he, I tell you what, sometimes he has a vision to make that pass, but he's passed first all the time. Absolutely, will not. He likes he's allergic to the front of that. I don't think he got within 15, 20 foot of the net in games. That's from a furry. Um, I was hoping that he would look better. Oh, yeah, he's really stepped up. If he stepped up, he must have really before because he was nondescript out there. And here's the thing, fans, Islander fans. When you're looking at Bridgeport, they're not a really good team. They're not. Nobody really stands out. 
Ratu, like I said, to me, looked good uh, just because of certain jump. And there was another player or two who looked good also. I'm sure TJ is going to bring up. But Ratu looked good. Holmstrom, maybe a third liner. Maybe. Gotcha. Let me ask you then, too, because the only people I'm asking about are guys that I think, you know, the young guys that have hype behind them. And then I'll have a different question as well when you can kind of opine about it. But, you know, Samuel Bolduc is a guy who last year we were very, very high on. And and again, you know, I remember when Will Scatching came on, they said, mm, no, a guy like Robin Sallow is a little more. I want to ask you about both Samuel Bolduc and Robin Sallow. How did they both look? Samuel Bullduc did not play in either. So I got to think he's the number seven. And so uh, the defense pairings were um, Helsdorf and uh, Vanda Sample, um, Hutton and Witherspoon and Sallow and Ledoux. The defense. So yeah. for me, I can't tell you anything about uh, uh, about Bull Duke. He didn't play. Okay, but it's something, right? How do the Islanders feel about? It? Not too good, right? Well, I, mean? if you, I don't know if you could unconnect things from your internet or uh, just turn the internet off and just turn it back on, and I might be able to stall a little bit for you because you look like you're looking mighty fuzzy and you're kind of hard to hear. And I, hopefully, everybody else at home is able to hear it. Um, but uh, oh, there goes Grumpy. You know, I remember he had said and it told me, right, that he had thought Brent Thompson had f misused as well Atu Ratu because Grump had told me in the third period of that, you look perfect. You look crystal clear, Grumpy. You look fantastic. Okay. Um, Grumpy, you had told me that you thought Brent Thompson had misused Atu Ratu or underutilized him in game, I think it was three or the third four. game. The third game, he had a consistent shift the first period and a half, and then he didn't play at all in the second period, and he didn't play in the third period till a shift with maybe four minutes to go, and I'm, I thought maybe he was hurt. Another thing that I found interesting is that on Saturday, which was the game that the uh, Bridgeport Islanders won, uh, um, they only played three forward lines, which I thought was I'm like, gosh, why are they only playing three forward lines? But then on Monday, they had four. I just thought it was – I'm like, why are they doing that? Is that an AHL thing? I don't know. Who knows? I couldn't put two and two together. Still couldn't figure it out. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's good It's good to now, know. Did you, did, you, did you hear what I was saying about, about Bull Duke and what it probably says, what the Islanders think about him? They don't think very highly. I was able to piece okay. certain, certain ones together. But, um, yeah, you had said that, hey, he's a seventh defenseman, so, you know – what does that tell you about him? I, I think that Brent Thompson's got to go. I, it's simple as that. We've said it beforehand. Him winning the first uh, playoff series for the you know the Islanders uh, AHL affiliate for the first time in almost two decades. Yeah, sorry, you don't get the pass from me. You're miserable AHL coach. Now let me ask you, what do you think? Because what's the AHL's coach? What is his job? It's to do two things. It's to develop young men. And allow them to to make a more seamless and easy transition to the NHL, and to instill a winning culture when they're young like that as well, right? You could say, okay, we won a playoff series, terrific. He's done that a bit. It's about also developing the guys. When you are in the playoffs and you're sitting Atu Ratu for the majority of the second, almost all of the third, 
that's the future of your team. Well, I don't know if Ratu could have been dinged up potentially. I don't know. Like I said, he played all the game on Monday night. He didn't sit out at all. So, you know, you know that could have been it in a nutshell right there. Maybe he was a little injured, picked up a little a, a knock. Who knows? Bridgeport, Bridgeport was also trailing almost all of Monday night when they got when they got booted from the playoffs. When they were playing on Saturday, I think they had a lead. Um, they were tied. They were tied. It was one one after two, um, and they scored. I think with like four minutes to go. And you're right. On Monday, they were trailing. I think two minutes in, they were already trailing, and they got shut out for nothing. They, here's the thing: uh, Charlotte came out to play on Monday night without a doubt. The whole tenor of the game was way more physical. Um, Simon Holpson sent more of the, the game on his ass than anywhere else. Uh, I was, like I said, I was just tremendously disappointed in him. I wanted him to get a call up from from the Islanders at the end of the season. I can see why they didn't do it. He's nowhere close to being ready. Not even close. Let me ask you this. I know we talked a little bit about Bull Duke. You talked a little bit about Sallow. Who were players that had impressed you that you weren't expecting to have impressed you that you think that's not really a guy I've put a lot of thought into, but I think he could make an NHL roster one day. Yeah, two guys. Uh, McLean, who plays left wing. I think he's John McLean's son. Uh, I thought he, and I don't think he's under contract with the Islanders for next year. So that's a kid, another guy with a lot of jump. He played with Ratu, like I said. How, hold on. How young is McLean? I don't know. I don't, ha- I don't have the ages. I don't know. But I don't think he's – I don't think that he's, you know, like Chris Terry, 33 years old or anything like that. I believe he's a younger player. Um, and the other one was uh, Arnold uh, Durando. I thought he looked good too. And his thing, I'm picking out guys who – are on the younger side, who I believe are on the younger side, so they have a chance to maybe come up uh, and play for the Islanders. I didn't say anything about Michael Del Cole. He played both games. He was meh. Uh, you know, he showed a little bit of jump, but I mean, you everyone knows what his skating ability is. And if you don't skate as well as Michael Del Cole, or you only skate as well as Michael Del Cole, I don't see how you're going to make it in the NHL. That's why I said, you know, with Simon Holmstrom, it was a little bit disappointing for him for me and he played on the first line he played with austin jarnak and um uh gosh i forgot who else but he played on the first line on the first line there and he played power he played second power play unit and second uh penalty kill unit he reminds me a lot of josh bailey but not as good mclean by the way grumpy old man is 23 years old okay so but so he's a guy who might be able to slot himself in and earn himself a bottom six role. Bottom six, he yes, he's a bottom six guy without a doubt. But he's, I tell you what, he's going 100% all the time, all the time. That's a kid I'd love. Why not play a kid like that on your fourth line as opposed to paying 30-year-old veterans long-term deals? It's just, it, it's just those type of things. That's what's hurt us in the past, right? Investing money in guys who play 10 minutes a night. When that should be the young, hungry guy should come up and play those roles. In my opinion, a guy like McLean could very easily take over for Cal Clutterbuck. Very easily. Hmm. I realize it's the AHL, but it's a mindset. You know what I'm saying? You can see the guys who's like, oh, okay, they're going, they're going after it. So 
He's yeah. a guy who I was impressed with. Defensively, I thought Grant Hutton was good. Um, and then you see some guys that you just know are going to be career AHLers. Parker Witherspoon, slow in his turns. He played with Hutton. He was responsible for the first goal two minutes in. Uh, just didn't get to the spot. Doesn't change directions very well. Not super fast. They had numerous breaks up the middle when he and Hutton were out there because Witherspoon doesn't get to his spot. And it's like, eh, okay, he's not going to make it. Van de Sample was okay. Um, nothing to write home about. No. Uh, the captain, who was, I think his name is Helgstrom. Uh, he was okay, but now I think he's an older player. Um, and Sallow, I thought Sallow played an all on the power play. I thought he looked okay. Uh, he didn't take the puck and rush it like a Noah Dobson, which is what I think he should be doing at the AHL level, honestly. He should be taking the ball and running with it there. But he did not do that, so I was a little bit disappointed in that. But he was fairly solid defensively, so let's give credit where credit's due. Okay. Well, thanks so much there for the AHL update, Grumpy Old Man, and your scouting report. We do have an ad to read from DraftKings before we dive into the comments. Um, hockey fans, the pursuit, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. And if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs, you can do so with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Um, and you create your own parlay by combining multiple different bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payday. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your money and your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet just $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See the show notes in the description for additional details. Nice job. There we go, Grumpy. There we go. Um, Nick D. saying, Curve, how are you guys doing tonight? I think it's a great hire, by uh, by the way, Lou. Um, for me, I thought it was probably the best for the circumstances that the team is in right now. I will also mention this, Grump. Um, I f shit, we should have mentioned this at the top. We will not be going live this Saturday. Um, you can blame me, but we will not be going live this Saturday. Two sa I know two Saturdays in a row that we're off. Hold on a second. Let me try this out, Grump. Hold on. I think one of these goes, wah, wah. I'm actually not going to bother with it. I think one of these one of these on the sound board goes, wah, wah. I'll have to look and do my research later. But, yes, we will not be going live this Saturday. Um, many apologies. You can, I'll take blame for that one, but we will not be going live this Saturday. We will be going live tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the show we showed earlier called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Again, that's a general sports podcast. We will be going live there. Uh, and I think we'll be able to go Sunday, but we will unfortunately not be able to go this Saturday, Grump. My apologies. Well, it's always you whenever we don't do a, a uh, particular show yeah what can i say what can i say sometimes it's not you did a scouting report grumpy that wasn't me 
that was the one time you you forced us not, not you forced us to be unable to do a podcast one time, but uh, we were doing work for the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Emmanuel R says here, Lambert is he a right or wrong choice, gentlemen? I think he's I think he's a good choice. I think he's a solid choice. I really do. Remember, with the age of this team, Lamarillo knows. Okay. I messed up in previous years by signing a whole bunch of ham and eggers who were in their thirties to long-term deals until they're gone. Really can't change the direction of the team much have to live with the same style. How do you get that? You get Lane Lambert in there. It likes a different voice because he is different than Barry Trotz. And he did put the onus on the players. Absolutely did. So we're going to see right two, three years from now, does Lambert wear out his welcome? Who knows? But I think right now we should consciously, if Lamarillo is smart, start changing the turnover of going with younger players, making sure you're not trading draft picks because you do have to change direction within the next couple of years. Well, that's another thing I was thinking about. What do you think the over-under is? If he's available and on the board when we select that we pick Brad Lambert, which is Lane Lambert's kid, who plays, I think, in the Finnish, he plays at Finnish hockey. But what do you think the over-under is that we draft Brad Lambert, Lane Lambert's kid, if he's available on the board, if we still have our pick? He's right in that range, you know, between, you know, like 11 and 15 or, you know, 10 and 15. He's not, you know, a top five guy, but he's somebody that, you know what? It seems like he plays a, with a little bit of grit. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if he's like his dad, I mean, that's not a bad pick. He wouldn't be up with the team right away, but that would be an ugly situation. If you're drafting a kid's son and it's like, mm, okay, yeah, my kid, he's going to play on the first line as a rookie. Yeah, 18. Well, well no, obviously you're not saying that, Grumpy. No, I understand. I understand. I'm just, I'm just kind of joking. I don't know. You know, it, it depends on who's on the board at that time period. Can he play? I mean, that's the only thing the scouts have to say. If he can legitimately play, I don't give a shit who his father is. I was about to say, I hope he turns out like Tage Thompson, Brent Thompson's kid. <laughs> that's yeah. that. I mean, he was he a second? I think he was a second round pick, and we mm, could have had a guy like Tage Thompson, who I mean, is unbelievably talented, young, fantastic for for Buffalo. It really took him a while to develop and turn into the player he is today. But that's a guy who's put up seventy plus points last year, I think, for Buffalo. Oh, to develop the bigger guys take longer to develop they do okay gotcha maybe my internet was they going to grow into their bodies body, but you look like you froze again I yeah you did can't anyway i tell you you've got to do something i've got a homework assignment for you grumpy i got a homework assignment for Paige. she's gonna have to fix my computer because i'm tech illiterate you're gonna have to take all those extraneous devices off of your wi-fi router so that you or off off your uh <laughs> off your wi-fi to get that clean clean internet connection grump whatever let's move along oh man oh man um alice 44 said i would have preferred somebody with experience louis said they need a new voice but hires uh a trot's discipline disciple. Um, disciple. disciple i can't read either i'm illiterate um he relieved he's i'm relieved that they didn't hire babcock i like quinville but he's tainted by the chicago scandal Yeah, I, I have a problem with, I think for this team at this point in history, 
Lambert's a good choice. We like Lane Lambert. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to see how you're coming back through the through the feed because you're, you're looking you're looking uh, questionable again. You're you're frozen. But Emmanuel R said Grump. Oh yeah, he, he already answered the Holmstrom. Brian J says I'm so happy Trotz is gone. He kills player development. I think he definitely hurts the player development for for forwards True. for young forwards regarding defensemen. I, I think he helps bring out some of the best in those young defensemen. Agree. Okay. Grump, I'm gonna have to ask you to come, you back at, come back in again. I and you can hear me, but you're really far delayed. Uh Veritas and Victor saying here, Lane um should give more young players a chance. Uh is it crazy to think that Ratu uh could have an impact sooner than later? Bailey and Martin can't return. This talk of Letty coming back, if true, would be so Lou Lamarillo. I don't think he can hear us. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Yes, I, I would agree. Um, I would be, sh I wouldn't be shocked if they brought back Nick Letty. I'd be upset though. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to see Nick Letty, you know, back with the Islanders again. I, you need a bona fide real top four NHL left-handed defenseman. Simple as that. I don't think that Nick Letty does that anymore. I don't think he could foot the bill like that anymore. In the past, maybe he was the guy that could do that, but I just think they're better options, and um, it does have Lou written, written all over them. I think Aturatu is still a little bit away from being a contributor. Yeah, I don't see uh, Ratu playing on the big team next year. No shot. And honestly, playing a full year in the, in the minors would not be harmful to him at all. Uh, Emmanuel R said, do you think Lambert was picked because he's the best option or because he's a similar yet different option? I think I it's think a combination the reason why he was selected. I think it's a combination of the two, honestly. Um, but I, uh, like I said, I think he's a really good option, but the fact that he is similar yet different really weighed in his favor for this particular job. My little Brownie says grump. Got to give props to those of us who said Lane Lambert was going to be the absolutely new props to everyone who said Lane Lambert right from the get go. We thought about it initially, but we thought if he wasn't hired right away, it wasn't going to be him. But we should have read the tea leaves. If you're keeping all the coaches next year, why would you keep them if you're going for a coach outside the organization? They're saying not promoting from within. Scott L, how are you doing? Um, Drew L saying here, I kind of thought Lane was a was a head scratcher, but maybe Lou um chatted with lane lambert and said the young guys need to play significant ice time and lane agreed uh maybe that's the reason why he was hired i think that that little three game stretch where you saw Kiefer bellows and sebastian aho and uh you know the younger players really step up and look like they had something no adoption um I think that did have something to do with it. You got okay. You have to get the young guys fully immersed in the system to be, you know, more than just bit pieces. And that was never going to happen under trots. Matthew S saying, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Matthew. How are you? Veritas also saying convenient and inexpensive compared to what, what um, we, he would have had to give a big name coach. Now here's the thing. I do agree. Convenient for certain. Now, I don't think the owners, right? This is going to sound, I'm going to try to sound a very, I'm trying to find a very couth way of saying this. 
these owners are not as meticulous with what they need to spend to turn this team and to make this team a winner, right? You know, they bought out Barry Trotz the last year of his contract due to the firing and they're coming, you know, five, five and a half million dollars off the hip just because they feel like another coach will do a better job. These are not, it's not the Islanders in the past to where they won't spend money, you know, where Charles Wong wouldn't spend money to be, you know, a successful team. I think that Malkin and Ledecky would do that. Whatever they think is going to best put the team in a position for success, that's what they want. You know, money involved or not, they they want, you know, that's that's number one, as long as the team's not hemorrhaging money. True. I don't think money had anything to do with it. Nice new voice, Lou. Lambert, Lou Lambert, really? What a joke! Um, uh, uh, who are you more disappointed? Who are you most disappointed with, Grump in Bridgeport? Holmstrom, without a doubt. I was expect, and only because so many people who love him, Phil's facts and the like. Uh, oh, he's really improved. Look at the numbers he's putting up. I didn't. I don't care about the numbers. I wanted to see what he could do. Was he more than a perimeter Pete? No, he's not. Is he a guy who has a great shot? No, he does not. Uh, is he a guy who's a great passer? No, but he has looks like he has good vision. He does. He seems slow to me. No jump to his game. He just looked like he was just floating around out there, as opposed to guys like McLean, Durando, Aho. I'm um, I'm sorry, um, Ratu. Those guys showed jump in their game. He just did not. I mean, gotcha. I, I was I was honestly disappointed. I really was. Rich A said Lane Lambert was a lazy move, in my opinion. Actually, I think it was well thought out. And I think it's just because of where we are as a team, the age of the team, how many guys are on long-term deals. Did you want to waste, in essence, the whole first season with a new coach, a veteran coach coming in, you know, figuring out who's got to play in his system, who can do what? I don't think they wanted to waste another year. Doesn't take a whole season. That's a gross mischaracterization. Half a year works. Okay, you could still be successful by half the year if you're in a playoff race. As they start clicking, you have no earthly idea. I think it's lazy. I think it's mentally obtuse to say just because it's a new coach, right? Oh, they're gonna have to learn the system. It's gonna take them a year before they're ready. I don't. I'm not. I just don't. If if there's if it's an up tempo system, we're not gonna win. I, I that's one of the criteria I said it had to be couldn't be a drastic change in everything grump there are people who still incorporated the Barry Trot structure similar maybe not as much but similar styles and they were out there Scott L said um you think they gave Lane Lambert head coaching job because they were afraid that he might have gone elsewhere very possible yep I think he definitely would have been offered jobs this offseason were they afraid if they hired somebody else, they would have had to start over brand new from scratch with everything new? Probably, but that shouldn't that shouldn't deter you from picking the best candidate if you feel like there was a better candidate available. Yeah, like I said, I just think that they see future with this kid. With this, you know, his thing, he's not a kid. He's I'm like saying he's like in his fifties, Grump. He's like fifty-seven years old. He's no kid. This so, kid, he's got the hair of a kid. He does. He he does. He looks. I mean, he's got a full head of hair, and then our some. hair, our hair, our hairlines are inverse. They're inverse. They're inversely and, related. And you're going to see a lot of the the women in the stands are going to love him as coach. Oh, oh we yeah. we hey hey hubby. Yeah, I like to watch the post game press conference if with the coach. Did you say hey hubby hubby like the ladies say to their husbands after the game. I want to watch uh, the the. The coach's post-game interview. Is that okay? I want to be up on the aisles like, ah. 
We know the okay. I just I, for, I can't get over the fact that you knew what the term hubby is and that it's a it's in common dialect. Oh, I don't know if it's in common dialect. It is. It is. Okay. No, yeah, no idea. But you know, here's the thing. I know that the women swoon over him without a doubt. Anyway, moving on. Paul W says, Coach Lane, get some scores, please. Yes, Lou Lamarilla, get him some scores. Coach Tommy B. Yes, Grumpy. A lot of comments to get through. So let's okay. Get- I just want to say that that comment needs to be directed at Lou Lamarillo. Not okay, so sounds good. Coach Tommy B says, Good evening, gentlemen. Hope you both are doing well. Hope you're doing well too, Coach Tommy B. Um, and then uh, not Tony Chi says, I cannot imagine this is the best move for us. I'm assuming in those exit interviews, they spoke very highly of Lane Lambert. Yep, couldn't agree more. Um, Paul W wants the Carolina Hurricanes to beat the Rangers. The Hurricanes and the Rangers game is tied one to one in overtime at the time period. All right, all right, do not talk any more about the game because I'm DVRing it, I want to watch it. After the podcast, the last thing I want is you blabbering who's winning. Hey, Grump, the game is tied in overtime. As soon as I get the notification on who wins, I'll make sure to yell it as loud as I can on the podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Matthew S saying absolutely prayers. Yeah, absolutely prayers there. Come to Chama B saying thank you there for the sentiments there and the prayers for Carson. Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Um, and then uh John M saying, Grump, did you get the um did you get at the end of the wardrobe t-shirt line? Because that must have been at the very bottom of the bucket. I wanted to feel like a champion today. Oh, good gracious, good gracious. Um, and Drill said, TJ, I think uh, I think of Blaine. I think of Blaine Gabbert. Oh, yeah. I said Blaine. Sorry, I said Blaine. I guess I did say Blaine. You did. You bungled <sighs> it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, not Tony Cheese says, uh, holy shit, TJ, with a throwback Pokemon reference, just chilling in Cinnabar Island. Hell yeah, little Cinnabar Island. Um, Brandy Gaines, it's a Pokemon reference, Grump. Pokemon reference. Brandy Gaines says here, I, I love the Lambert hire. Um, I would love to see if he's willing to take necessary risks, unlike Barry Trotz, who only did so when forced to do so. True. I heard Blaine. I heard him say la- lame. Oh no, it's not what it says. Is well, well, I call him lame. Oh no, at oh, least not in, at least not initially. I won't. Okay, I, you're giving him ideas, Tommy B. Now you're giving him ideas. I wouldn't. I don't think it would have taken Grumpy long to come up with that one. But now he's already got one in the and one in his in his back pocket. One in his repertoire. This whole off season is not about Lane Lambert. It's about Lou Lamarillo. The whole off season. Yep. As had the GM of the team, he must absolutely must get the necessary pieces. For us to compete, has to do it. Master Lego Yoda said, "Yeah, he said Blaine. Oh, fair enough. If Lou doesn't do anything, the Islanders lose, uh, and and the Islanders lose, he's getting canned. This is his last year. Yeah, he. I hundred percent agree. Mm. I tell you. Oh, Lane was at the Bridgeport playoff games, sitting next to Lou. Um, and if Lou has one more year left, a coach wasn't going to come in knowing that a new general manager could be coming in two years. Thus, looking you know for this guy, making him a one-year type of guy. It's a that's good point. That's why it makes sense. I don't think that Lamarillo gets another coaching hire. I just don't think so. Mm. I'd like to hopefully think he doesn't. Uh, Scott Ellis says, now that Bridgeport's out, does Brent Thompson get shown the door? Yes, he should. I agree. Does it it even matter? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to think so. Brian J says here, need scoring ASAP. It's a scoring league. Absolutely. 
Um, I hope Trotz doesn't go to Philly. I heard he was going to be interviewing, or at least he's probably going to go to Winnipeg or something he, like that. He already interviewed today in Winnipeg. Yeah, that's what it was. I thought he had it in Winnipeg. He's going to go back home, go to Winnipeg. His family's there first off, and I think that's a team that would really benefit from from Barry Trotz. I think our team had gotten as much out of him regarding the the culture change under Barry Trotz, and he did a fantastic job with that. Winnipeg could really use that from Barry Trotz now. Certainly. That's a great spot for him. Philadelphia is not a bad spot either. He would turn them around. What's the one thing Philadelphia doesn't do well? Play defense. They're really good on the four check, but they don't play defense at all. He would really help with that. Would Carter Hart turn himself back into a fantastic goalie prodigy again? The only people who would be unhappy would be the Philadelphia fans. Oh, man. Stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lambert uh, will have a modified trot system. Plays younger guys. Younger guys got better when he was interim head coach. True. Kiefer Bellows looked like a million bucks when Lambert was the coach. And then, um, yes, Drew said, that's right. Subscribe and smash the like button. Absolutely, Drew. Don't forget to smash and subscribe the like button. Uh, Apex Legend says, Grumpy Old Man, Ratu and Holmstrom showed elite talent in the AHL playoffs. There is hope for Casper Holmstrom. Uh, Holmstrom. Absolutely did not show elite talent in the playoffs. Ratu showed that he has a potential to play for certain. You got to remember, he's only been up. He's only been in Bridgeport for what, two, three weeks? This guy's been here three years and he sucks. Sorry. Ryan Jay saying here, the roster can't compete for a cannot compete for a roster spot or playoff spot. They're too old and slow. Yeah, they're going to have to make adjustments for certain. They are. Scott L says here, could you see Lou Lamarillo going after William Nylander? Right. That's since last time we talked on this podcast, Toronto Maple Leafs were knocked out of the playoffs for eh, who knows how many years in a row. Haven't won a playoff round. They lost in game seven of the Tampa Bay lightning. We mentioned, does Toronto look to change things up? Are they going to look to get rid of a guy? Could Nylander be one of those guys they're looking to trade and get a high reward from? I'm not sure what the asking price is going to be on him, but it's going to be a whole hell of a lot. Okay, but how many teams that are actually contenders can afford eight and a half million dollars in salary on against salary cap? It's six and a half million for the eighth time. It's not eight and a half. It's like six million. Six million and change, I believe. Let me pull it up for you. Okay, you make sure you pull it up because I think you chastised me for saying six and a half, and then I said, okay, it's eight and a half. So this is a typical TJ. No, 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 no. You said originally we were on the show. We were doing this with Phil and Andy. I said six and a half. You said eight and a half. Eight and a half. Six and a half. Just keep quiet and look it up. So this is a typical TJ trick where he just rips me for saying something, and then he goes and flip-flops on his stance and then rips me again because I just think he enjoys doing that, honestly. I think it was $6.9 million. You had messed it up, Grumpy. So we'll just round up to seven. It's not eight and a half. It's seven million. Just okay. round it up to seven. Okay, but he's a movable piece, right? That's correct. You could fit seven million dollars onto the books for yeah. a guy of that talent. You could find seven million dollars. Doesn't matter what team you are. You can make sure you find that piece. He's a guy. If I'm making a trade and I have to move a Scott Mayfield, um, plus maybe a Bavillier or somebody of that ilk, uh, I'm willing to do that. It's going to be a guy who's going to get paid out the wazoo. That's for I certain. He's good. He's really good. Yep. Not saying he's not. Um, with the firing of Trotz, you can take it that the loyalty to Josh Bailey and flush that down the toilet. He'll be as good as gone. I think Bailey will be gone this offseason. Brian J. I think so too, right? I, I don't think they care too much about I hope they should they shouldn't care about the thousand games. I don't care. Show him the door. 
we need to change. Simple as that. You're not one of the pieces of solution. You're one of the pieces that was adding to the problem. Brian J says, no one is coming here. I'm not, I'm not that pessimistic, Brian. I think that Lane Lambert, I think it's easier to sell Lane Lambert than it would for a for a forward than it would be to sell Barry Trotz to a forward. Here's the only here's the only I don't want to hear any spin by the media cartel or the clickbait sites that we don't have money to spend this summer. It's absolutely false. It's a total false narrative. We have 12 and a half million. All we have to sign is Dobson, Bellows, and Aho if we want them. What do you think that's going to cost, honestly? What do you think? How much do you think between all those players? What's it going to cost? Five million? Five and a half? Six? That's all it's going to cost. And then you move a couple of a Bailey and a Bavillier. There you go. That's like nine million there. So you have $15 million. You can absolutely get a top notch uh, first line winger plus on the team. Yeah. Again, you can always make it work with the cap. People just aren't don't know how to move things around and think that if we could pot, we could never trade two or three guys away. You've got to. Uh, Apex Legend says, uh, "Grumpy, uh, Grumpy old man, um, you have to trade Brock Nelson or Jean Gabriel Pajo. Aturatu is a elite superstar uh, center, and he wins an NHL job next season. I'm not that bullish on him, but Grumpy, I'll let you reply." Um, Neither of those two things is going to happen. I don't see them moving either uh, Nelson uh, or Pajot. Ratu is not ready. Uh, if it was a different coach and a total different direction, I could see it happening, but that will not be the case this year. Got a comment here from Lou R saying, I would love to steal Dmitry Orlov from the Capitals. He's a good puck mover and he's got a nasty side. I don't think, I just don't like him. I've never liked him. I think he's a good defenseman light, if you know what I mean. He's a guy on this team. If he was a number three, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, He's but he makes like I need him to play top four minutes. How much money does he make? I mean, it you know, that's five. How much? I'm sorry. One point seven five, I believe. Oh, that's pretty cheap. Let me check here. I mean, I don't know how many years left he's got on that I'll, deal. Don't worry, Grumpy. I will pull that up for us. Okay. Okay. Make sure you do it. How come I don't have the information yet? Oh, I'm supposed to have it. Done. He makes five point one million. He makes five point one. His old contract was one point five. I'm sorry. This is the last year of his contract. He oh, this is he's a, he's on or he's got one year left on his contract. Five point one million per. I don't know why. I don't know why I read one point in 2015. He had the one point seven five. Okay, gotcha. When he signed that extension um, with the Capitals, he got uh, five point one million. But do you want to go after a guy who's thirty years old? I don't know. I'd rather go after somebody younger. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, he's still under contract too. So, well, for one year. That. What, just Grumpy? for next year. Just for next year. That's correct. Just for next year. Okay. But still, still in the contract. Um, Matthew has said, yeah, the whole new voice comment didn't make much sense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Tybee says, Lou also knew that Steve, Steve UI wanted Lane Lambert. And that's why it forced him into the decision he's in and it played in his decision. Well, we don't know if he wanted them. You know, everyone was drawing the connection because they played together. They were roommates. Oh, so many, 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 many years ago. So that's what people were drawing that, you know, those little lines where they draw the the yarn, the cross crisscrosses, everything. Ha, we come to that. So perhaps that was it. 
Matthew S. also said, yeah, this I believe. He's a hot commodity talking about Lane Lambert, um, not just Detroit. Yeah, I think he would have he had an offer. I know he's yeah. interviewed before in the past. He would have definitely, if he wanted to, he could have gotten pretty much anywhere he interviewed, I think would have had him high on the list. Yes, agreed. Um, George P. says, old, older, and oldest. Lou is licking his chops at the old all the all the old penguins that are free agents. Supposedly, Penguins management offered uh, Latang and Malkin three-year deals, and they were underwhelmed by the the dollars. And they said no. Let me ask you this: oh, Shit, man, I freaking hate Malkin. I hate that bastard. But if he was coming here, do you th- would you be upset bringing Malkin in? I don't know where he fits. Um, I like Malkin. I think he's a good player guy. Here's the thing though. You can get under his skin pretty easy. That's about to say he's a guy who's a, that's what I don't like him. He's, he's old. He's one of those guys who's a first ballot hall of famer, but he's old. Right. And you think to yourself, okay, how quick does he fall off those first ballot guys? Those guys who are unbelievable, right? They, they tend to stick around a little longer, but he's definitely on the wrong side of 30. He's 35 years old. I mean, yeah, you know, I was about to say, he's old, but I mean, what's it? I wonder what his production looked like this year. I have no idea. No idea. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I as much as I like Malkin, he played 41 games, had 42 points, was so a minus 10. So he's still a point a game guy. Still, he was banged up this year. He was banged up last year as well. Only played 33 games last year. And the year before that, 55. He's a guy who misses games. And here's well, the thing. He's not going to be a point-of-game guy with us. He's a point-of-game guy because of the team and the system they play, too. He's a fantastic talent, but they've got, you know what I mean? You're, when you're playing out there on a power play with Sidney Crosby and you've got, you know, you know, you've got Rust and Gensel, et cetera, you're going you're gonna to put up a lot more points than you will with the Island. He plays a two-way game, though. He does. He does. He's yeah. just, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I don't want to get older. Just don't want to get older. Okay, I didn't know if there was like an exception where it was like, ooh, Malkin, if he was available. He's still he is available. He's a free agent. He is available. Yep, it's still a long time to go to free agency, but I just want to mention it. Not Tony G says, yeah, TJ, like your doctor wife doesn't have anything else to worry about. Uh, let's throw fixing your computer so you can't hear the notifications while you're streaming. That is top of the list, not Tony G. Oh, right after that. That is creme de la creme. He just called you a boob. That's it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, you like to see a little personality, says Matthew S. For certain. I do like that. We're not going to have an autonomatron. We're going to have a guy who's, I feel like, an actual person. I like that a little bit. Matthew C. said, Carolina not was not impressive earlier on. Frustrating. Still annoyed because Pittsburgh should have finished off the Rangers. True. Uh, Pittsburgh blew that series. The Rangers didn't win it. They blew it. Uh, Drew L. says, Lane Lambert looks like a Norman Osborne. Am I right? Mm, I don't know. Talking about Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Hold on a second. He sent us a picture. He kind of hold on a second. He kind of does look like him. Give me a second here. This is, I think, a pretty good one here, Drew. Give me one second. As I Willem Dafoe has been a lot of good movies. To Live and Die in L.A., Platoon. I think that's actually from Spider-Man. <laughs> he does look a little like him. If he put that smile on his face and kind of did that look, he looks a little like him. Yeah, I didn't think he looked like that. I didn't think Lambert looked as much like that. <laughs> Maybe it's just a weird angle, but yeah, he does look weird. a little like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So um, we could just call him whatever. You know, whatever you want to call him. The Green Norman Gob- Osborne. Hobgoblin. Which one was he? The Hobgoblin, the Green Goblin? The Green Goblin. Is there any difference between the Hobgoblin and the Green Goblin? Or they yes, say? there is. There's a difference. 
Okay. Frank says, hey, hey, good evening, everybody. Miss you guys. Grum teacher. Welcome back. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate it. And he says, love Lambert. I love Lambert. Ugh. I'll tell you, all these L's are going to fuck me up. Long term as we're doing these, like all these tongue ties or tongue tying words. A lot of L's thrown together. Uh, watching the Canes. <laughs> oh, coach and uh, player um, Luke Lambert. Um, they know what it's about. Trots didn't play. Uh, women's lacrosse. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't decipher what that meant. Charles D said here, um, the system works but needs small changes. Lambert can do this. Plus, Lou can control him more than he could Barry. Plus, maybe we can sign some big name free agents. I, I, I just don't know. I still don't know. I think there's a better chance of a free agent coming now than with Barry as coach, but. I don't know. Mm. Players who score don't want to play in a defensive system. Unless you force them. Hopefully Lou retires next year. Yeah, I was about to say, the earnest is completely on him at this point. Uh, Brian J says, ownership of the new arena has failed to pull in a top free agent. This is really concerning after they went to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. A lot of empty seats. They finesse season ticket holders. The same on ownership. Shame uh, last, on ownership. Shame on shame ownership. I'm sorry. Shame on ownership. Uh, last top free agent was Mark Streit or uh, or Andrew Ladd. Andrew Ladd. Uh, you've got to give Aturatu a chance next year. They're going to have him probably down there in Bridgeport for the entire year. He, he's not ready. He's not ready. He's got. You can tell that he's got talent, but he's not ready. Here we go. Uh, Brian P says Gallant in the playoffs put together a kid line. Um, and something Barry wouldn't do in a million years. They've been uh, been the Rangers' best line. It's not a mistake. Yeah, let the young kids play. Alexander says, "I think the hire of Lambert was a good hire because of the continuity. The players know um, they know what him they know him, and they know what to expect from him. Absolutely, spot, spot on, Alexander." Ooh, okay, hold on a second. I almost get mixed up. Uh, Matthew C says, I agree with experience, but the only other guy I wanted was Laviolette, and he wasn't available. Yeah. yeah. Lambert is a risk, but I think he's a good risk because of his resume. True. I, I think he's a good pick. I think he's a good signing. I just thought, oh. I don't even think he's a risk. Okay. Um, Guys, it could be worse. We could be Vegas right now. Should I just guess that the Rangers Carolina game entered? Entered? No. Uh, ended? No. Uh-uh. Tommy, be you like a freaking yeah. comic book. <laughs> don't ever play poker, okay? You, I, you get notifications on your phone too. Just I don't have notification. I just looked at you and oh, oh. <laughs> that's how I know because, like I said, don't ever play poker. Oh, uh, uh, Tommy said, I, I do not like what went on in Vegas with Peter DeBoer. I think that the ownership is uh, maybe a little bit too involved. I think so too. I like you know I I I just look at what he's done. You know he's made it. He's he's won conference finals, but he's lost in the Stanley Cup twice. Peter DeBoer has, if I recall. Did San Jose? Did they make it to the Stanley Cup finals? I don't know. I don't like Peter DeBoer. Okay, fair enough. It's like putting Kyle Palmieri as your head coach. Matthew S said lots of messy stuff started there with his agent a few years ago, I think. Um, and Alexander says, guys, uh, did you know that the Panthers requested to the NHL to change their game because the heat and Celtic game and the NHL denied it. 
and it comes to show you that the NHL continues to show that they can't get out of their own way and do a terrible job with scheduling. I'm going to say the NBA, when they do their scheduling, it's kind of willy-nilly. So, I mean, the NHL is like every other night you play, every other night. The NBA should be able to work around that. I mean, guys, sometimes guys miss four or five games in between, right? Um, Ashim K says, Grumpy's right. We can't afford to waste another year. And Alon Alon A says here, I still will never understand why Lou didn't dump Varlamov and Mayfield at the trade deadline to bring in some youth and kids. Watch the Rangers. They've got a great blend of veterans and kids. That's what you need. You can't have an old veteran team. You can't have an old uh, kid team, but you got to have a nice mix. We don't have that right now. Tim Ward says, here's the thing. That being said, the the things that we always use. Um, That's a cute baby, by the way. There is a cute baby, no? There he is. Noah W. says here, uh, you think that Lou could check in on a guy like William Nylander. Uh, the Leafs will probably look to make changes. I think he's a guy that can get moved. If they're going to move any of their forwards, that's probably the guy. That being said, if I'm Toronto's management, I'm not making drastic changes. I thought that they could have, you know, a, a bounce here or there, they could have beat Tampa in the first round. This is the first year that, to, for me, Toronto looked like they were actually had a shot of winning. If it wasn't Tampa Bay, they would have beaten anybody else in the East. Matthew has said here, Lou should be on the hot seat. For certain, he should. Everything's on him now. Hashim K says, very true. We need some big changes. And Milo Brownie says, Grump, while on a scouting trip, and I think you answered this earlier, but I wanted to just get the recap. Um, did you see any guy, anyone absolutely ready to step up with our small window? Now, I think this is a little different because you mentioned guys you thought had potential to fit in. Were there any players down in Bridgeport, like guys like Zarnak, guys that were down there that say they could play immediately? Do you think Robin Sallow could play immediately? Do you think Zarnak could play immediately? Right, um, Sallow could play bottom six minutes. He could, uh, the bottom pairing minutes. Uh, of the forward group, I don't think that Ratu is ready. Uh, McLean, again, really impressed me. But you have a glut of guys in your bottom six. I mean, Parise's cemented in with the spot. I mean, Clutterbuck's going to be there still, right? So where does he play? That's the whole issue. That's what happens when you sign, once again, you sign a bunch of old veterans to long-term deals and they play bottom six roles. That should be for the kids. Okay, you didn't think you told me when you called no. after the game that Zarnak was a guy you thought could fit in. He looked good. Now it's yeah, but, okay, but he's been with the organization already, and the, he still didn't get a shot. Where's he going to play? Who's who's going to sit? That's the whole thing. Who's, who's ready play? to step up? Do you think he could step up? I'm just answering to trying to answer the question. The only reason I'm picking on it is because you told me when you called me up after the game that you thought Zarnak was really good. You thought Zarnak could be an NHLer. Zarnak's been I'm, an NHLer. He has, okay. I don't think he should have got sent down. I don't think he should have been waived. I'm glad they brought him back. But again, it's like, are we willing to bench some of the older guys? Jarnak is most certainly playing a bottom six role. Okay, thank, thank, six thank you. There you go, my little brownie. Zarnak could go ahead and step in and be a guy who plays in a bottom six role. To answer the question she asked, yes, he's also a guy. Uh, Matthew C said, let's move on. Let's focus on the focus now is on Lou and what he could do for certain. It is. Sure. And uh, Grinsome is a uh, Grisham there is a tough SOB. Grimson. Be, what? Grimson. Stu Grimson. Grimson. Sorry. Um, Time B says here, uh, and Stu was the Grim Reaper. Yep. A goon, they would call him back in the day. What about Curtis wants to know? Grumpy, do you have a foot fetish? No. I don't even understand how people like that. Do. 
Weird stuff. Grump, we ain't making the playoffs with the roster we have now. Probably true. Yep, I was about to say. If we do make the playoffs, it would be in the eighth spot. Pony Burkerta says, do you guys like listening to Brendan Burke announcing the second round of the playoffs with Nick Letty and Devon Taves, but it isn't the Islanders? Yeah, it's odd. True. <laughs> Very odd. Um, Pony Burkerta also says, Chart will be 47 years old next season, playing top four minutes in a blue and orange sweater next year. Isn't that right? Doubtful. I don't think I don't think there's any way he comes back. Durell said, Grump, what prospects do you want the Islanders to draft? Any specific names? Not yet. Haven't looked at yet. Yet. We'll, we'll we'll take a deep dive as we get closer. Uh um, that's still like two months away, isn't it? The Wicked 50 Cal, what's up? How are you? He says, How are you guys doing? Doing well. Hopefully, you're doing well too, Wicked Fit Cal. Um, my question is, are Laviolette, Cassidy, or Sullivan keeping their jobs? That's what I was about to say. We jumped on it so early. You how the hell could you know who else what the file out the fallout's gonna be? Does Lobby yeah. let's stay in Washington and their very closing window and he's been a failure the last two years in a row? Does Cassidy get moved on from? Does Sullivan? I mean, there were a lot of other issues. You may have more coaches that are fired, but we just hired from within. I think they're probably gonna keep their jobs. Okay. Um ooh. Pony Bakura says, boys, it's all over the news. And uh, the news is all over. There was a rift between Barzi and Barry. Barzal said it's either me or Trots. And it was, it was, it, uh, no, that was it, boys. One and done. Grumps the curve. There you go. The younger players seem to actually like to play, uh, seem to actually like Lang Lambert. Um, Bellos looked like an all star for five games under Lane Lambert as well. And he looked, I mean, he looked great for five games, and he only played for Lambert for three. What does that tell you about the residual effect of Lane Lambert as head coach? I'm looking at these Pony Boy Curtis comments, and I don't know, Pony Boy. We're not deep enough in the offseason for, for a few of these. That's all I'm gonna say. Pony Boy, we don't need to, we don't we don't need to go ahead and I, I love the I love the creativity behind the questions, but I'm like, oof. <laughs> we'll save some of these for later. Um, and uh I doubt that they keep the pick. I hope uh, that's uh, not. Uh, isn't it funny? That's what I said. My nightmare scenario was that we don't keep the pick and we trade another first round pick away. I tweeted that. I went ahead and posted. I said, make sure you save this tweet, guys. We're trading away that pick. I just have that feeling too. I hope not. I hope that's not the counter's prospect pool does suck. Ranked bottom of the list for certain. And it are. is. It oh, is. Uh oh. Pony Burke have said, TJ, can you pull some of the really good um, articles? um that you find online or at least you know topics that they've written about the last few weeks for us to for for you two and us and grumpy to poke fun on please no can i just, can I just say something they that the clickbait site does not write any good articles so it's not possible but i do find that they occasionally write things that come right out of my mouth i find it interesting mm. like verbatim <laughs> matthew has said his shot against Providence was a ripper. Um, and then, hello, fellas. Uh, plain and simple, this offseason, we need two things. Uh, puck moving a goal-scoring defenseman and a goal-scoring forward. Tradable is our 2023, oh, oof, 2023 first-round pick, Pavillier, Mayfield, and Bailey. I'm not trading for any first-round picks. Or if I do, they have to be lottery-protected. That's all I'll say. It has to be lottery protected. Here's another thing. You, 
I think with Lambert, if you can generate the right type of enthusiasm behind him, I think you have a better chance possibly to bring in maybe a guy like a Philip Forsberg. Now, here's my reasoning rationale behind that. Okay, here's the thing. Lane Lambert has a good relationship with the kids here. Lane Lambert was an assistant coach with Barry Trotz at that time period when Philip. No, he was not. He was not. Yes, he was. What are you smoking? What? What? Okay. All right. Just, what? What? Right, he was on. with he was with he was with Barry right. Trump for four oh. seasons in Nashville. Okay. All right, fine. Give me a sec here. He played what 40, 20 games there? 20 games? Okay. It doesn't matter. If he was the guy that he was like, oh, I got along well with him. That's all that matters. Okay. I'm gonna say in 20 games, wet behind his ears, he probably didn't get along with anybody because he was just keeping his nose clean. That's probably what happened. I'm going to say there's probably zero relationship between those two. Matthew C. said, would you consider trading Varlamov? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. way, That's another $5 million in cap you can free up. Portable Curtis says, Simon, poor man's Josh Bailey Holmstrom. Simon, allergic to the front of the net, Holmstrom. True. And Michael, useless dog, Del Cole. True. David K. says, fire Lamarillo. And he's got another year. Um, and then Christmas said Aturatu looked really good. He's become a real he could become a star one day. Um he can. I I can see him being a second line winger. Absolutely, I could. Ponyberg Curtis, grumpy old man, wants you to take a look at this because he knows your your love for the godfather. Let me remove ah. hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm the, I'm not doing it justice because he's general didn't manager. The general manager, not the godfather, but the general manager. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. I where's, like. It. Where's Luca Brasi? Is that Lane Lambert? Is he the new Luca Brasi? I don't know. I don't know, Grump. Um, ah, ah, okay, hold on a second. Remember what happened to Luca Brasi? He slept with the fishes. Do you remember how he went down? Yeah, they stabbed his hand with a big big knife a machete not a machete but a big knife like a buck knife and then, and then they rotted him matthew c said really thought bull duke was gonna have a future he still might i was oh. about to say he just we were really really high on him a big defenseman take a while to develop okay not every one of them is immediately ready you're playing guys who are not prospects anymore and I just thought he should have absolutely been playing. He manages and pisses away, pisses down his leg, and would rather play the person that gives him the best chance to win instead of developing the player that needs to be developed. Could you see that? Because development should be the ultimate number one priority, right? Okay. Winning is nice. Developing the player is slightly, it's above winning the game. Simple as that. And if you're sitting guys and going ahead and sitting Aturatu for freaking two periods because, oh yeah, I think that my convoluted mind that this person is going to help us win an AHL game, you've got the wrong freaking mindset. Okay. So maybe it has more to do with Brent Thompson as well. I'm just saying I'm not giving up on Samuel Bolduke. I'm nowhere near as strong and bullish on him as I was last year. Like I said, if the Islanders thought much of him, he would have been playing in the playoffs, at least some. Christmas said, what are your thoughts on William DeFore? Did not play. Grumpy, I was at game two in Bridgeport. One thing I've noticed about Ratu is he isn't afraid to hit. Yep. Absolutely. Not afraid to go into corners, not afraid to throw the body. Very impressive. The same thing with McLean. 
Those two guys, as younger players, they really stood out. That's a good one, Grumpy. I'll let you read that. Ponder over. Who'd win a fight, Holmstrom or Bailey? They probably both faint. Probably both break wrists. They uh, drop. They drop the gloves like this and go. That would be it. Who would you rather have on your first line, Lollipop, Komarov, or allergic to the net, Holmstrom? Probably Komarov, right? Komarov. Hold Absolutely on. Komarov. Let's say they're oh. both in their prime. Let's say they're both in their prime. Leo Komarov. Komarov. Komarov could play back in the day. Yeah, he was a third liner, but he could play. I I don't think Holmstrom can play. Wow. Um, Matthew S. said, I, I don't know how. Brent Thompson's still there. You and me both. And then uh, Tommy B says, Bolduc played well the last 20 games of the season uh, to get and got bad on, back on track, so sitting him in the playoffs bothered me. Same thing here. He should have absolutely played in, the, in playoff pressure games. That's when you want to see what your young guys can do. I don't care what they do in the regular season. Playoffs it's, is when people ratchet it up. It's about developing the young guys. I can give two shits if Mitchell Van Sample at the age of 25 years old. Oh, he's getting some He's getting some valuable experience. I, I, he's had no chance and no future in the NHL. He's a career AHL defenseman. Simple as that. Shouldn't be out. You can go down the list of career AHL defensemen that should have been sitting. I didn't give two shits if we won the series, right? I, I like the winning culture. I like to install the winning culture. You cannot sit the young guys that you're drafting as first and second round picks in freaking playoff scenarios and in Bridgeport every single day. You can't do that. And Parker Wortherspoon was worse than Van Sample. Hmm. Hold on, say it one more time. Parker Wortherspoon is worse than Mitchell Van Sample. Really? Can't skate, can't turn. Slow in transition. I, I was underwhelmed by him, too. I wanted to see the young guys play. I I enjoy watching the young talent. I've always told you that. I want to see the up-and-comers. Ratu and McLean and Durando, those are the three forwards that I thought, okay, these guys throw some jump. Blade Jenkins played uh, in the second game because uh, uh, Koivula was out. And Koivula looked – I mean, people say Koivula can't skate. If Koivula can't skate – Neither can sign Holmstrom. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, was there anyone who had separation speed? Ratu and McLean look like, and Durando look like the three best skaters. Skating means a lot to me. And just going into corners, you never saw Holmstrom going into the corner, ever. Point by Curtis asks, uh, boys, they're saying that Trotsy Poo is going to Philadelphia. Oh, boy. That is I a hell of a Go ahead. Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg's just a good fit for him. That's he's got his work cut out for him if he's going to Philadelphia. I think Winnipeg is a little bit easier job for him. They've got Heidelbach, who's a Vesna trophy winning goalie in the past. They've got forward, they've got they've got more talent than the Islanders have than when he inherited them. And I'd say, right, you know, Sorokin is a fantastic net miner, probably better than Heidelbach at this point in his career. Um, but you know, you look at the talent, uh, talent for the forward group. Winnipeg definitely has a more talented forward group than us. Okay, here's the thing. What does Barry Trotz bring? He brings defensive structure to a team, right? Yeah. So Hellebuck, who's won a Vesna trophy in the past, uh, it doesn't even – I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who your goalie is, but if you're an above-average goaltender, you're going to be really good because of the defensive system in front of you under Barry Trotz. Pony Bar also asking, uh, Miroslav Satan or Trent Hunter? Who would you rather have on a roster? Satan. Yeah, I was about to say Satan. I thought it was no-brainer. Um, what the heck happened to Michael Del Cole? What a horrible pick. Yeah. 
He was exactly. number he was number five in a four player draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal has a good shot. How is McLean's? Good. I, I thought uh, it's McC- yeah um, John McLean's son. I don't I forget what his first name is. Uh, but like I said, I was like, okay, he's noticeable out there. I mean, like I said, I'm looking at certain guys, but other guys I'm not necessarily looking. I'm like, oh, that guy really stands out. Kyle McLean. Is it McLean or McLean? McLean. Like John McLean. Gotcha. Dave D says, I know that uh I know the time to trade Mayfield one year before uh one year left. We're not going to resign him. Hutton can take his spot and steady as well. Um use Mayfield in a package deal to get a good score. I don't think they're gonna do that, but I certainly would. If you can get yourself a Nylander by packaging a Mayfield and who knows what else, something else, something Toronto needs. Uh, I think that's a move I would make. It would leave you short on the back end, though, for certain. Even if you get a left-shot defenseman, I don't think Grant Hutton is ready to come up and play 15, 16 minutes a night. You might need to get a veteran to play that role if you're going to play Sallow as well. Josh M. saying, do you think the Islanders make their pick at number 13 or trade it for a player who can be on the roster next year? I think they're probably going to trade it, and I hate to say it because I want them to take the pick. If the right guy is available on the board. I want them to use the pick. After watching Bridgeport, I absolutely want them to use the pick. (laughs) Goon Goon says, Grumpy, do you think the sport of kickball should be taken more seriously? Probably not. It's a kid's game. Well, I guess they're all kids' games. But um, I don't know. I didn't even kick ball, didn't even know that it was an adult sport, honestly. Yeah, you usually do a lot of drinking while you played. Oh, I um, thought you get a bunch of field goal kickers out there. I almost I almost guarantee you that Dementia Lou will trade away the first-round pick, no doubt. Yeah, um, Drew L saying, Grumpy, do you follow professional cricket? It's a really underrated sport. I do not. I can't even t- – I don't understand how the sport's played. I tried. I tried to learn. And I'm like, dude – I, for about five or ten minutes, I'm like, yeah, screw this. No interest. Um, and then Frank saying, uh, Lane Lambert being an ex-player is a huge advantage for any NHL coach. I just think that, I don't know, I like him. I've liked him since he's been here. I like the fact that he's a little bit, he's not afraid to confront players. I like that. I think it's good. Accountability is good. Drell said, yeah, I'm hoping uh, for Brad Lambert. Not going to lie. He, you know, he's got talent. He's a good skater, too. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'll come out with a list of the guys that we're interested in. Oh, there you go. Sorry there, Robert. Brad Lambert is Lane Lambert's nephew, not son. I knew he was related, but I always screw it up. Um, what, what, what can I say? Uh, Pony Bear Curtis says, Grumpy, uh, and thanks for that, Robert. Um, and uh, Grump, who would win in an arm wrestling contest, the Warden or the Lovely Page? Oh, man, I didn't even read the comment before I posted it up, and I'm glad. Page, the page, page would win that. You don't put the Warden up over Page, Grumpy? Mm-mm. Fair enough. What, uh, in, a physical, um, in a physical contest? Yeah. I mean, Page is, like, really tall, and, you know, she's got that leverage reach. The Warden's not a midget. But she's nowhere near as tall as Paige. There you go. We guess we've got it. Uh, the lovely Paige. Um, Frank says, TJ, you need a tablet, man. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Brad is at Lane's. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate everybody who uh, Brad is Lane's nephew, technically. Well, I appreciate everybody who jumped on it and corrected me because I would have kept saying if somebody didn't correct me, thinking I was right. 
Um, uh, Jake K with the lovely picture of the family grumpy with the update. He says, uh, Lane Lambert was the safest choice in my opinion. These kids are looking good. Do and you, I agree. He, he, was safe, he was the safest choice. Yeah. And then, yeah, frozen the grumpy old man. Yeah, grumpy was frozen. That's for certain. Um, and I, sorry, I don't want Nick Letty back, says Chris Smith. Couldn't agree with you more. No Nick way. Letty is not the right one. No. Um, no back to the future shit here. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, I'll leave it a tie. I put my outer shirt on, and they scored a second later. That's when the the the, the hurricane scored to tie things up. Um, okay, don't want to know anything about the game, TJ. I, I'm not going to pop anything else up about the game, right? Hey, Grumpy, I'll take care of you. Christmas said, "Does Trot still get paid by the Islanders this year?" Technically, he's still in the contract. Yes, he gets paid. Yes, yep. and if somebody else signs him, they only have to pay the difference between this year's salary and whatever they sign him for. Brian J says, Max Scherzer got hurt. Fuck. Yeah, not good. Not, not good, good for the Mets. The last thing we need for certain. Yep, injuries. That, here's here's the Mets we know and love. whole bunch of members of the pitching staff. Maybe we can lose Taewon Walker again and and just injuries out there. He's just a stray arm anyway. Oh, He's like a dog you see on the side of the road. Give him some scraps. He'll run around in circles out the backyard. Taewon Walker was drafted and where he came from. All right, want you to up again, Grandpa. I want you to get up, Grandpa. He'll entertain you for five or ten minutes, and then you send him on his way. Yeah, just keep it going. Uh, Drew L says, Yankee fans booed Joey Gallo for striking out three times in Baltimore, the golden sombrero. Then if then the, the, his, his fourth at bat, he walks. Yankee fans do this sarcastic chant to Gallo, and Gallo does a stank face in ugh. I hated when they traded for him, honestly. I'm like, I just, I don't like him. Home run or strikeout. And since you only hit 30 home runs a year, the 250 strikeouts really offset that, don't they? Tommy B says, "There's here's my big question for you. Lou's contract with the Islanders has been kept very secretive. If he has clauses to make it dif- – uh, what if he has clauses to make it difficult to terminate him? Kick him upstairs. Kick him upstairs. He doesn't have to be general manager. You make him vice president of hockey operations, whatever, and bring in a new younger GM. That's what's going to eventually happen anyway. Find yourself one of those loopholes. Hopefully you insert it in the contract and say you broke contract. If there's some crazy, there's some craziness where it's like, we cannot fire you unless you go ahead and, and put out, unless the Islanders lose 57 games each year or something crazy like that. Right. Fine. I, Jesus, I hope there's nothing crazy. And you know, uh, the crazy that, you know, hamstrings you to Lou Lamarillo for, for eternity. Oof. Again, it's not my money. It doesn't count against the cap. I could care less. Just pick them upstairs. <laughs> they said, yeah, that would make the owners look like idiots. Yeah. I was about to say, I was about to say, whoever types up the contracts, whoever the lawyers are and, and the ownership would look like real buffoons. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Signing, uh, signing guys who were in their thirties to no trade, no move clauses. That makes everybody look like an idiot. Uh, Glenn Sayer. Sayer, 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 Sayer. And this type of clock. Fuck. Grump. He had those type of clauses with uh, the Dolan and uh, with Dolan and the Rangers. That's why he was Rangers president for all those years. He was a guy I hated him when he was a player. He's a cheap little piece of shit. And, you know, but he happened to coach Edmonton during the glory years. So that's where his rep was built being at Edmonton. Rob G says, Hey fellas, we need Johnny Goudreau from Calgary. That would be a huge 
for our office. I think so too. Everyone knows I'm not in favor of guys over 30. He'd be a guy who'd age well though with his playing style. He's he's got that Brad Marchant type of aging ability where he's kind of he's sneaky, he's hard to hit, he's hard to go ahead and press a thumb on. He evades contact and he's got a body that will last a while cuz again, he, he's just he's like a he's not a rat but he's able to avoid contact. Yeah, but he's not he's not a cheap shot artist, Goudreau. I just said he's not a rat, but he's a guy who avoids contact like Brad Marchand, where he could kind yeah. of he's sneaky and slippery. He's a guy I'd love to have. Vinny L says, uh, "Why do we get the feeling that Slug Lamarillo was told to take his coach to take his coaching job and shove it from Quinville and Babcock?" I don't think he even talked to them. Just like Panarin backpedal. Just like the Panarin backpedal to sign Anders Lame. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Ugh. Ugh. That was the that was the biggest negative over not signing Panarin is the fact that average Anders Lee came back on a ridiculous contract. Panarin he scored he scored the uh, he scored the goal to, to win them that game against Pittsburgh, didn't he? Was it in overtime? Game seven in overtime. They played game seven. Tell me, Panarin Panarin scored the winning goal tonight, didn't he? Panarin scored the winning goal tonight, didn't he? If I watched that game, the DVR, you said you weren't going to put up any any type of comment that had the Rangers in it, and now you're putting this up. He did, didn't he? Grumpy, you were. You bungled it. You're absurd. You're absurd. I could tell you. Panarin didn't score a game-winning goal, okay? I think Panarin scored the Game 7 game-winning goal against Pittsburgh just a few days ago. I was asking if you remember that, but I'm going to have to pull it up myself. I don't care. I saw that. It's like, oh, Panarin. Panarin strikes again. Let me tell you something. You're going to get your ass kicked if he scores a (laughs) goal tonight. I'm going to get my ass kicked, huh? That's right. All right, this. what's the next comment? I don't care about the Rangers. God damn, Grump. Damn. Yeah, and went to overtime. Panarin scored the overtime game winner. I do remember it like it was freaking yesterday in game seven. Okay. Okay. Get out of here. Um, and then uh Drew L says Toronto has to trade Tavares soon. I mean, he's getting paid almost $10 million every season. He's a second liner, plus he's in his 30s, too. At least if Toronto wants to continue this playoff hopes. I mean, he's hard to move. Like, I like Tavares. Very difficult to move. That's why it didn't bother me that we didn't resign him to a ridiculous contract like that. I didn't care we didn't sign him. I care that we weren't able to trade him and get the value we should have gotten for him. That always has bothered me. It always will. Rob G said, uh, for sure, Frank, that would be a dynamic move by our front office to get a guy like Panarin. It would certain. be. It would be. Um, and uh, do uh, give me a second here. I want to make sure I'm not going to miss any comments. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, poor Tavares hasn't gotten past the second round, or hasn't gotten, hasn't even gotten to the second round. Hasn't even passed, gotten past the first round with Toronto. Um, yeah, I don't even think with the Islanders um, yet when he was there. I was about to say he made it further. No, with he, did, he he did with the Islanders. They beat Florida the one year. Then lost to Pittsburgh, I believe. He's got more playoff series wins with the New York Islanders than with Toronto. Oh, and he's wasting his career with the Islanders. Yeah, huh? 
Uh, Time B says the Islanders have to sign Dobson, Bellows, Hutton, and Sallow. I can't imagine Sallow or Hutton making anything substantial. I mean, or Bellows, even. Or Bellows. What's yeah. he going to sign for? I must say Dobson's the only one you're going to have to pay. It just depends on what approach you take with him. Uh, the pick of Simon Holmstrom is controversial. Thomas or Connor McMichael and Thomasino were picked after, and so was Arthur, Arthur Kaliev. Like I said, when you look at when you look at those guys actually playing in the NHL and producing, and he's not even producing in the AHL. Time B says here, Lou's top target is Jacob Chikrin. We heard that they had uh, Arizona scouts in Bridgeport uh, for the Islanders game against uh, Charlotte last week. So who would they be looking at? Probably Robin Sallow, hopefully Simon Holmstrom. I'd move him in a second. If they said, yeah, we want Simon Holmstrom. We, we were looking at this guy, Simon Holmstrom. You know, is that somebody you're willing to throw into a trade? Are you willing to go ahead and give up a you know valuable piece like Simon Holmstrom? Oh, my God. His internet is out again. Holy shit, Grump. I'm back. I- <laughs> Crumpy. I remember last time I told you, you need to go on. You need to go and unconnect a whole bunch. Go on. I, okay. Your- I'm not resetting the router now. Oh, I will just end the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying now. I'm saying later. What I'm saying later, Grumpy, you need to do is go in and unconnect a whole bunch of vacant devices you don't use that are connected that just suck up your bandwidth. You know what? Maybe you can have Paige show me how to do it. <laughs> I know how to do. I know how to work with a wire. I know how to work with Wi-Fi and routers. Here's the thing: my spongy ass sons come in here and they just, oh, hey, everybody, hey, what's Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? All their girlfriends, what's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi? Any strange? What's the (laughs) Wi-Fi? Like Wi-Fi City over here. (laughs) Wi-Fi City. I like it. I like it. That would not surprise me if Chikrin. No, like I said, as long as you put Chikrin in a pairing with. Pulak, that's fine. Cannot play him with Dobson, though. Yep, yep, yep. Rob G says here, uh, uh, Calgary's gunner, Johnny Gaudreau. That's true. They need to go for him. Yeah, I'd be all down for it. Um, And uh, Alice 44 said, we also need to sign replacements for Char and Green, which everybody keeps forgetting. Um, They both make the league minimum. Who are you going to be replacing them with while not adding significant salary? Robin Sallow. And I mean, you go ahead and you're bringing in a guy like Chikrin. If you bring him in, right, he makes what four and a half, four and change. Mm-hmm. So you're adding again a guy who's near league minimum with Robin Sallow, adding four point five. You're going to have the space just to add Chikrin. If you trade away a guy, you can manage to get rid of a Bailey, to get rid of a Varlamov, to bring in some sort of draft capital. You then have space available to sign a guy like Ford. Bavillier, a Bavillier. All those guys make money. You guys kind of swap it out. Bailey is a perfect fit for Arizona. He really is. Goodbye, Josh Bailey. If we can get rid of him, that'd be fantastic. Um, Sallow, Holmstrom, and Bailey for Chikrin. I'd jump on that. I mean, uh, Matthew S. said, Malkin looks done. I don't know. He scores a tail end. You could definitely, he's okay. He's 35 years old. He's going to be putting up 110 plus points in a season or anything like that, you know? Yeah, he'd only pulled like 80 a year now, which was he's still a guy who's been injury prone. And as he gets older, he'll be more and more injury prone. He's 35 years old. Old guys don't get healthier, they get older, slower. Well, we see it on our roster. You know, somebody will overpay for Malkin, though. And here's the thing a guy like Malkin, he'll have value. Could you imagine a guy like that? 
going to a team like Detroit? Is um, did uh, Florida resign Giroux? I don't believe so. No, I could see him going to guy. Detroit needs guys who are towards the tail end of their career. Oh, again, offer- Detroit. Who cares about Detroit? I'm talking about the Islanders. No, they have not re-signed back Claude Giroux. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying that Giroux was the answer for us. Honestly, um, I think he's on the downside. Him? I don't know what his points were, but I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, he's older, isn't he? Okay, and okay. Anytime you try to multitask and pull stuff up at the same time, it takes you forever. I'll just handle it for you. You're trying to get Claude Giroux's number. He's 34 years old. Too old. Too old. Nope. Too old for you. Doesn't nope. matter if he's still performing. Nope. 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 34 years old. No. Again. What's the one thing that you don't sign guys in their 30s to long-term deals? Steadfast. Okay. All that. I'm saying is, as I, I agree with you, right? I could see guys like that are more valuable in teams with young young players that are trying to find their way and trying to teach them how to win guys who've been on performers, guys who can teach them what it is to be a true professional. That's where they make sense. They don't make sense adding to the Islanders. Um, uh, Frank there says Johnny hockey coming to us would be God saying, okay, Islander fans, you had a Hollywood horror movie season. So here you go. Hey, that'd be great. He'd be a good fit with Barzell. Tell me you wouldn't fit with him. Mm Hmm. Uh, Brian J says the system works until you get into the playoffs and you get out coached. Well, that's true. Uh, I'd say we've, I, when we were in the playoffs, we've overachieved every year in the playoffs on the trots. We played some, some teams that are not great from the Metro division. We play the Metro division really well. That's true. That's true. Rob G said, I don't think, uh, Malcolm, uh, played half the season. Yeah. Malcolm. yeah. Malcolm played half the season. Yep. Um, and I like Salah. Worst case scenario, he can he can do, you know, just as good, if actually not better than Chara. He's not ready. For, I, I don't think he's ready for top four minutes. But as a bottom six guy, absolutely. But is he a guy that I'm like, okay, oh, man, I don't know. We could get a Jacob Chikrin or somebody else of that like, and Salah is going to be the breaking point. Not for me, he's not. Nick D said um, – I was listening to Phil's Top Shelf Hockey Cast, um, and, and Phil was mentioning Andre Burkowski to play with Barzal. What do you think, the curve? What do you think, curve? I had a teacher named Dull Phil Saparito. He's been reincarnated as Phil's Facts. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I just, I mean, that's a pretty cheap option. I just think we need somebody better than that. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know. How much Barakowski gets paid? I mean, what's the team? I mean, he plays for Colorado, so you know, does that translate to what we do? I don't think so. Here's the thing: I know he's never coming here if Barry was coach. That is that much I can tell you. Yeah, I know they had the very bad relationship in Washington. He leaves Washington and really blows up. Here's the thing: Barakowski. If I'm looking at this correct, he's a free agent. Hold on a sec. Hold on a second. Let me pull this up. I'm showing that you should be a free agent. Okay, made four point nine. I don't know what his numbers were this year. Yeah, he's he's a free agent right now. Um, Do you know what his number? What points uh, he had last year? Give me a second. I pull that. Hurry it up. Swear. I know how long it takes you to do these type of things. He's eighty games played. Eighty games played. Twenty two goals. Thirty nine assists. Sixty one points. On your first line. I don't know. Played average 16 minutes and 16 seconds a night. Well, you're getting a lot of ice time. He's a guy who looks to be about, you know, f- 
upper 50s to low 60s in points every year. Let me put it to you this way. If you get a William Nylander in a trade and bring in a Burkowski as a free agent, I think that works because I think you need two forwards you can play on your top line. Burkowski's going to want to get paid. Burkowski's going to get paid. He's, you know, youngish. He'll probably, oh, what do you think he's, Burkowski's going to get paid probably comparable to what, I mean, I could see him get paid five and a half. Six, I mean, think about it. Nylander makes seven million. He signed that deal a while ago. I think Burkowski's going to be in a six million dollar range, six and a half perhaps. Well, I don't think, okay. I, I don't, okay. Let's say he is. Six and a half, and let's say so you break- think, right? Forsberg, a guy who's put consistently 60, 60, 60, and he gets one season where he puts over a point a game average. Forsberg is probably going to be making t- nine and a half, 10 million okay. a year. I don't want Forsberg for that dollar amount, but let's say six, let's say six million dollars a year for Burakowski. Let's say six million, and then you bring in uh, uh, Nylander in a trade who's what seven, 6.9, whatever he is. Let's say seven for argument's sake. That's 13, right? We have 12, five under the cap, right? So you're a little bit over. Then you move a Bailey and a Bavillier and a Sallow for Chikrin. So that means you get an extra three million. That absolutely works for the cap. That absolutely fit works for the cap. You have to, you have to add in the equation for no doubt. There'd be a lot of moving that needs to be done. Would Lou Lamarillo do that? Or does he? He said many times he believes in this team. He believes in the core of the team. Is that just all GM speak? Or is that just like, hey, I think all we need is a defenseman and we're good to go? And we'll find out. Isles 44 says here, go ahead, Grump. I hope good. that I hope that that's just GM speak. Gotcha. We, we got to get the home stretch here, Grump. Isles 44 says here, what are you doing that phase for? Because I say I spend six seconds on something. Hey, hurry it up, man. Hurry it up. As 44 said, Lou couldn't trade Mayfield because he was hurt. Uh, they tried to trade Varlam off to the Oilers, and he killed the deal because of his no trade clause. I don't know about the last part there. With the, I don't know about Varlam off and the Oilers. Um, and regarding Mayfield, he wasn't hurt at the time period the trade deadline was. He, was, he got hurt after the trade deadline, I think a yeah. game or two after. Um, Nick D said the battle of Alberta tonight, the flames and the Oilers, uh, the Western provinces of Canada are excited as it happens since 1991. That's going to be a good series. Uh, Paul, this, Mary. Is usually, this is usually my favorite round of the playoffs when you go from eight to four. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, and then Frank says, Paul Mary is great. Watch this. The watch the season he has next year. Mark my words. He's blows. Uh, oh, the Islanders 91 says, uh, two, is he over or under on trades made by Lou Lamarillo before the season opener? Ooh, that's um, tough. I'd say it's probably going to be two. Shit. So. Uh, really, it should be more than that, but I think two is what it'll be. So you're taking the under? What are you thinking? You're leaning more towards the fact that he'll do more or okay, less? If, I, if I, I was pushing an over and under, it would be under. It's I'm not going to be over two. I'm I'm hoping it's over, but I think it's probably going to be under regarding. Might, I think it's probably going to be two. I think it's under. Yeah, trades under. Uh, Paul W says this is a great show. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate it. Certainly do. Um, I'm watching the Warrior Maverick game right now, and the new Impractical of Jokers come out in June. Yeah, but who is it? I I love the Impractical Jokers. I hate that show. I hate that show. It's like getting a, a root canal. <laughs> Why do you know like that? Because I hate those guys. I hate that show. It sucks. I I'm wonder. Sorry. I wonder. I know Joe is no longer on the show. Who cares? No. Who cares? Let's get through the comments. We got comments to get through. Come on. Well, hurry up. Okay. 
Lou will be forced to improve this team, and I bet the owners will get involved. Thank God. Brand, uh, Brandy Gaines says here, Bill Guerin already voiced uncertainty about keeping Kevin Fiala. If I'm Guerin, I want picks from 2023 instead of 2022. Uh, he will resign with minnesota they will make sure it works they will here's the thing that's a guy right if i was if we were fans of the wild we'd be saying get rid of anybody go down a list of guys that we could extend or to go ahead and get rid of to you know to say hey we're going to trade you away you know might hurt our team a little bit we've got to keep fial simple as that yes um He's a young guy who puts up a boatload of points and works really well in their system um but I believe I heard that Lou insinuated Trotz wanted Letty over uh, over Taves, um, so he got players that Trotz wanted. Now Taves is a superstar. Like I said, you know, like like I said a few weeks ago, somebody needed to get fired for that. True, that was a terrible trade. Never should have kept Nick Letty over Devon Taves. Dumb. The Islanders ninety nine ninety one says, has Grump ever been to a Bridgeport game? I just went to two. Yes. In Charlotte, though I live in, I live right outside Charlotte, North Carolina, so that's the games I see. I do no, do not go to Bridgeport. You don't make the commute up to the, you don't make the commute to, to, up, up there, Grumpy, to watch those games. I do not. Uh, Brandon Gaines here saying, if Seattle uh, would be willing to do this, their their forward depth sucks. Would you package Bavillier in the deal for Vince Dunn? <sighs> Vince Dunn's name gets thrown out there a lot. He's not a guy where I'm like, man, that's that's a real bona fide top four guy. Yeah, he might be a play top four minutes, but what do you want to give up for Vince Dunn? I don't know. I it, I mean, I'm not a super chicken fan, but I know that he's got – I think Noe's more – he uh, got better talent than Vince Dunn does. You know what that is, Grumpy? Oh, it's Sal. That's yeah. right, Grumpy. Sal P, the Giga Chad himself. Look at that shirt, Grumpy's got himself a little Grumpy's Groupies merchandise. You can find all the merchandise in the link in the description below at the merchandise store. That's where you can find shirts like this, Enemy of the Cartel, the Grumpy Old Man shirt. You can find Grumpy's Groupies, and you can look like Sal P with the Giga Chad beard looking like an alpha Grump Giga Chad himself, Grump. You love it when Sal P comes up, don't you? Even though I know everyone would love it, we do not sell Tom Brady shirts on that site. My God, freaking more Tom Brady BS. Good evening, guys, he says. I'm excited to see the young guys take the next step under Lane Lambert. Same here. Mm. Same here. Absolutely. Um, Grump, are you watching the Flames-Oilers game or no? Are you I have nothing on television right now. I'm DVRing things. Are you DVRing that game? No, everything is they're all on the same channel. So I've just I've just I paused it. So I'm an hour and a half behind. So as soon as we get off here, I'll be able to pick up that uh Rangers Hurricanes game into the third period. So I, I don't want to hear any comments, anything that has to do with any of these games, please. I almost want to give you one right now just because you went on so long. You went on too long, Grumpy. If you go on too long with these statements, I might just have to release possible scores. Goudreau. So, Goudreau is the guy I think is I think, I think Goudreau is a better fit for Matt Barzal. I think, I think either one are coming here. Though. Either one's a huge update over the wingers we've provided <laughs> Matt Barzal in the past. You could even say they'd be a huge upgrade as That's opposed to an update. You said update. said upgrade. You did not. You said update. And here's the thing. I don't need – everyone to type in 50 comments saying how DJ screwed that up too. It was upgrade, not update. <laughs> Let me know. Did I say upgrade or update? I need to know. These are important things. Anyway. Um, yeah. I think 
hey, I would love I that one thing that always does rub me a little bit the wrong way. Philip Forsberg did have a career year and a contract season. Okay. Johnny Goudreau, though, I think is if we if, if I'm putting a Christmas list together, he'd be the guy I'd love. Yes. But we'll see. Agreed. Um ooh. Uh, Drill says here, by the way, is it just me or has Shaq become one of the most insufferable people to watch on live TV? All he does is trash players now. He just keeps saying, you know, how great of a player he was. I always like Shaq. Okay. Shaq was a great player. Shaq okay. was, he was the best center that ever freaking lived in a very short time period. His prime, he was the best, the best, Grump, the best. Okay. Don't go. No, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. He was not the greatest center of all time. Not even close. Sorry. Bullshit. Okay. In his prime? No, 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 no. List them. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill no. Russell, Will no. Chamberlain. No. They were all better than Shaq. Yes, no. absolutely. Shaq. They were. You never even seen him play. Shaq. You don't know anything. Shaq. Jack Wagon. No. That's who. That's your favorite player. <laughs> Next comment. Uh, I never considered it, but Lou gives impression. Um, uh, give, uh, Lou gave the impression that he's got players that Trotz asked for. I pray that that's the case because Lou finally, for the first time ever, make great trades that maybe we're going to win some and draft guys that are, you know, actually kind of fit a little bit more of the free flowing offensive system there, Frank says. Um, a, okay. A good GM talks with his coach and they determine what players that the coach feels is best for his team. And I consider Lou Lamarillo a really good GM. Matthew S said, Hey, don't hate on kickball grump. Yeah, hey, don't hate on kickball. I just didn't know they had a professional kickball league. Dave P is asking a question. I Will hope we so. see Bodie wild and can't this year after Lou shipped them off. Why not? Why not? I hope so. Absolutely. Do you remember when he got crucified? crucified at the freaking stake it's funny how all that stuff is like man we don't we don't care about that anymore we care about other things no comment i do find it very funny i don't find it funny i find it it's just it's pathetic i find it funny how that happens how i don't that, think he, i don't think he even got covid everybody else on the team did but he didn't how'd that vaccine no freaking idea if he did or didn't stop well that's what i'm saying they would below believe me if he would have got covid believe me they would have leaked that news Bodie Wild COVID didn't get vaccinated. And I am vaccinated. But I mean, you know, whatever. Frank here saying, Grump, how did Salo look? Like him a lot on his team. I thought that Sal Robin Sal looked good. Um well, I was I would like to see a little bit more Noah Dobson in him. And by that I mean rushing the puck up the ice. It could be they don't want him doing that, but he certainly quarterbacked the power play. He was the lone defenseman on that. And uh, he, uh, like I said, he was solid enough defensively, but I would have loved to see him rush the puck a little bit more. I could see him playing next year in a bottom pairing, perhaps. Time B says he is already both team president and general manager. Well, time create, to get create vice president of something else. You know, <laughs> you just you're just not making player decisions anymore. Okay, head of okay. hockey operations. Give him some other. Give Whatever. him some other titles. Was like, oh, we're moving him up to head of hockey operations. We're moving him the grand chancellor of the New York. Whatever, 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 whatever title you got to make up so he's happy. The well, grand poobah will be happy because you're taking a power away. But that's what we should be doing. Uh, Brandy Gaines here says they should make him the president of the Raccoon Lodge. Woo! Do you even what know what that means, that DJ? What movie is that from? Is that from um, The Best of Days or Best of Times or something? No, it was Ralph Cramden in The Honeymooners. 
Uh. Raccoon Lodge. And they used to woo, 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 used to flip they had little raccoon hats. And they go, woo, they flipped the little raccoon hat. <laughs> that sounds like a funny show. Mm-hmm. Um Brandon Gaines says here, give me Paul Fenton as assistant general manager. Big fingerprints on that Minnesota Wild. Absolutely. Team. That's a guy I'd love to and see. And he's got a tie to Lane Lambert. Was oh, wild. yes. Make it happen. Make it happen, Captain. Um, Let it happen, Captain. Yeah. Um not Matthew C said not unless he's vaccinated. I wonder if that's going to change. I wonder if they're. I think it will change. I think it absolutely will change. It's no longer the hot issue. It's, people aren't talking about that stuff anymore. Um, Thomas B says, "Gents, I like Lambert. Also, yeah, I Yokov at thirteen. Yokov. Good. We we'll have to learn how to pronounce all these names. Oh God, a lot, lot of Europeans. A lot of Europeans." What? A lot, lot of European uh, wingers in the top 15. How about those Yankees, fellas? They won again tonight. Looking good. Yes. Looking good. Panarin scored in game seven with the overtime. What okay. if I so don't, anything that has anything to do with Rangers, Carolina, hockey tonight, last night, I don't want to hear anything hockey related, not to the Islands. I don't want to hear. I don't mm. want you posted up here. Let me go ahead and find one, Grumpy. Um, yes. Um, Yanks, yeah, Yanks on fire. Maybe Lou will help pay Aaron Judge's contract. LOL. Um, Tommy B says here, uh, Tavares can't be bought out. His contract had a ton of, um, of uh, a ton of upfront money. You know, he's only got three more years left on his deal, though. No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, they've they moved it over. It's got to be four, four years, right? Three, three more years, three more years. Signed a seven-year deal. He's been there four years. Three more years. He's really been there four years. Sure has. How long has Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz been here? Four years. Um, yeah. Holy shit. That was their first big failed move. <laughs> uh, fair enough, Gumpy. Um, let me get here. Uh, okay. We're TJ. Um, maybe we can get Kevin Fiala. What do you guys think? I just I think they're going to do anything they can to keep him. Simple as that. Restricted free agents do not get traded. They find yep. ways to make it happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Absolutely not. Um uh, okay. Drew L said, okay, TJ, I'm gonna make I make a correction. Grumpy old man is the one who's going ballistic. Today maybe he <laughs> uh it's just whoever woke up on the wrong side of the bed first. Yeah, grumpy. I didn't think uh, I was ballistic at all today. I don't know what he's talking about. Give me a sec here. I'm trying to get through all of these that don't have any comments about the game tonight. Um, we can absolutely skip that. Good. I'm glad we can skip over a whole bunch of those. Well, that tell, see, I, I don't know why you even say that because now it makes me think the Rangers won. See? Dave K says here, Grumpy, get rid of that Brady shirt. Grumpy, where's your Islander shirts, Dave wants to know? Yeah. Yeah, Grumpy, where's your I don't have a whole lot of Islander shirts, honestly. Um, They're mostly long sleeve. Yeah, another comment here for Frank saying, Colorado's cool. Uh, a few of my best friends moved out there in 2000. Great. I like the Avalanche. A great team, especially now with my main taste. But I say, if you're a Colorado fan, you've had some really, really fantastic time periods of prosperity in the last 20, 30 years. True. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, oh, Dave, I don't know what's going on, Dave. I think somebody hurt him today. I think somebody hurt Dave. He says, we need to dump Sorokin and Varlamov. Both goalies suck. Dave, I don't know who's I don't know who hurt you and your family, but Dave, no, we need to keep him, man. 
We need to keep we need to keep Sorokin. Varlamov could go. Sorokin's a real deal. Come on. Rob G said, Welcome uh to the big guy. You know, he's more of an arena there or more of an area to sustain injury. A uh, bad choice to get him. And Burakovsky would be cheaper than than Philip Forsberg for certain. He's not as good a player either. Uh Time B says pretty solid free agent class this year. Yeah. Absolutely. What does Lou from the landline have to say? I was about to say, we're going to have to start opening up the phone lines this summer. This summer, it's coming up. It's coming up. Opening up the phone lines on Saturdays. We'll open up the phone lines. It'll be a fun time. Oh, yeah. Good gracious. We haven't done the phone lines in a while, Grump. We have not. In months. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, no effing way do I want freaking Malkin on the Islanders, says Nick D. He's not coming here. They'll, they'll I think they'll eventually resign with Pittsburgh. I mean, he's been yeah. there for what 15 years. Where's he going? I was about to say, I, don't, I mean, remember there was that brief time period where it was like, oh, I wonder where, oh, maybe Ovechkin's not going to sign with the, the Capitals for that short time period. Uh uh-uh. uh, it was never happening. Oh, Alice 41 said Burkowski is 27 and his career best is 22 goals. No thanks. Yeah, if he he can't be your number one. Uh, oh, like, oh. He, I was about to say that can't be the guy. You go, whoa, we've got the guy this offseason for our forward group, and it's Andre Burkowski. If he's the, if he's the secondary piece, I'm fine with it. But like, if a Nylander is the primary piece, I'm fine with it, but not as your primary piece. Sure, I'll say, Crump. I'm curious, what's it like getting a root canal? Not good. Dave K said Sorokin must go not NHL material Dave Dave step away relax Dave he's fantastic he's a top maybe this Dave's a troll that could be it too um Mets going off on St. Louis I like to hear that 11 to 4 uh don't get rid of our top four defensemen until we can replace him with a proven defenseman we got rid of Taves so I'm afraid that we'll make another mistake like that I mean Scott Mayfield's no longer a top four defenseman not on this team, he's not. Nope. Absolutely not. He's Dobson's bottom pairing like, guy. Dobson's number one, uh, Pulak number two, and then Mayfield. Yep. I say, our top four is cemented in on that side, and Mayfield's a guy who's pretty much a top four in 90% of the teams around the league. Yep. No need to go ahead and, you know, you, shit. It makes, our, you know, it makes our full defensive pairing great, but still, in the same token... You can get a lot of value for a guy that gets paid one one and a half million less than one and a half million dollars a year and plays as a top four defenseman who has playoff experience like him. Absolutely not. And performed well in the playoffs. Absolutely he did. Give me one second here. Christ almighty. Let's see. Um okay. Gotcha. I got a lot of comments. John P saying here, what's up, gents? The honeymooners laughing, laughing, laughing out loud. A grumpy old man. That's a classic. It's a, it was a great television show. All in one little room. Fantastic. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. I tell you. What I haven't seen any of those. I just know it's in black and white. And they go, Alice. It's the only part I remember. Bang, zoom. <laughs> I like going to the sailing over the clubhouse, Alice. Um, since what year has Grumpy been a fan of the Islanders? Since inception? 1971. Year one. Year one. Since inception. That's for certain, yeah. Grump. Um, give me a used second. to watch the games on Channel 9. Channel 9. Eyewitness News. Um, 
Let's see here. Got a lot of comments. I bet we're not going to get through all the comments. Love the honeymooners. I, well, the comments are all like, my God, Jesus Christ. I, I, this guy, Drew, is just, Dave is blocking everything up. We're going to have to, <laughs> it's tough to see anything. Um, but uh, yeah, let's see here. Oh, Michael B. saying, evening, gents. The wife and I are in Florida with our girls. SeaWorld, um, Sesame. Is it like Sesame Street? Is that Sesame? What is that? I I don't know. Like Sesame. Okay, fair enough. And Tampa Bay Hockey with the family. Go Bolts! Paraphernalia is statewide. Glad we brought a, glad we brought a, defi- a, a defendable coaching certainty with us. Mm. Michael you. is underwhelmed by the uh, elevation of Lane Lambert to head coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jake K said, I can guarantee that the Rangers or the Hurricanes won. So he did let you know. I'm sorry. It says was grumpy. This one slipped through the cracks. But Frank, but I'm sorry. Jake did let us know that either the Rangers or the Hurricanes won, Grump. Uh, TJ, you're pushing a freaking envelope right now. <laughs> uh, it was 1973 for me. Uh, WWR TV, Channel 9. Used to be the Mets. And the Rangers played games on there, too. And uh, the Islanders, and then Channel Eleven was always the Yankees. Oh, WPIX. Um, have you guys heard anything about Barzal's relationship with Lane Lambert? Obviously, uh, Trots, and he didn't mix well at the end. I'm gonna bet they have a good relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think so too. I, again, I, I think he gets along better with the younger guys. I, mean, I think he's a more emotional guy. Maybe they like that too. Trotz made Barzell a more rounded player, a better all around player, but at the end, he was not good for him. Rob G said, Varlamov and Sorokin are the best tandem in the NHL. And it's, I mean, it's going to have a good tandem. I just think that we could get a, a backup goalie for cheap. I've seen every single goal. I remember I thought Thomas Grice's career was over. And Barry Trotz said, Let there be, or I'm sorry, Mitch Korn, the system. And Pierre Grico said, Let there be life. I thought Robin Salah was a real gamble. He said, let there be life. I thought Varlamov's career was over. Robin said, Leonard. Let there be life. Robin Leonard. Oh, I'm sorry. Who did I say? Salah? Yes. Yeah, Robin Leonard. My mistake. It's getting late, Grumpy. It's getting late. But hey. Oh, one more question here. Isles91 says, general thoughts on Malkin Ledecky in their time as owners. Good. I like him. I give him a passing grade for certain. I, I'd say they're one of the best ownership. I, I, I'd say they're one of the best owners we've ever had in Islanders history. Um. Okay. I mean, it's not like we've had a whole lot of owners. I mean, Roy Bow was great, but he was broke. Um, I'd probably put them second, I guess. I mean, you know, they had the gang of four with Milstein. They were terrible. And then Charles Wong saved the Islanders for Long Island, but he wasn't a great owner. Didn't invest anything in the players. Um, so, you know, these guys are good. No complaints at all. Yeah, I, was about to say, I think these are at least the last – two or three decades they're the best ownership group we've had and certainly in the last five years they've been the best ownerships we've ever had in the last five years i like them uh you know it, they're not afraid to put money and investment in the team yes. they got a brand new stadium too and it yep. was only a matter of time but they've done a lot for the team and you know for, uh, for the franchise so i i like them both i have no issues with ownership at all um but grumpy let me ask you here. We're at the end of the show. What do you want to say before we wrap things up today? I want to say love and laughter to 
everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ and the grumpy old man. Thank you so much for everybody tuning in and listening to the show. If you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, like on Facebook, and follow on Twitter. We go live every Wednesday and Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That being said, we will not be going live this Saturday. That's my fault, guys. My fault. I won't be going live this Saturday. Um, You're you're pulling the Kyle Palmieri F-. minus. Oh, is that what it is, huh? I think so. We will be going live, though, tomorrow on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Mind you guys, you could find that in the link in the description below, or you can find that as a featured page on our YouTube channel. Again, we're going to talk all things sports. We'll talk all things NHL playoffs. We'll talk anything and everything. MLB, NFL, NBA. And even some Premier League relegation battle up a front grumpy. We're going to be talking a lot of sports tomorrow. Make sure you're there. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be there. Did you like that, Grumpy? No. We occasionally talk Islanders hockey on there, too. We do. We get questions about Islanders hockey. We talk about the Islanders hockey there, too. Um, uh, Jake also saying here, uh, Grump. Uh, were the 2018, 19, 2019, 20, and 2021 seasons the best consecutive, uh, the best three consecutive seasons since the cup years? Um, we were pretty good the years after we won the cup. So, you know, I don't know exactly, but I mean, certainly since the dynasty era, this has probably been the best three year stretch we've had. I'd agree. And then uh, Matthew S said, great show, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matthew. And then uh, Frank says, Grumpy Man, occasionally the honeymooners would go to the pool hall. Norton. Ain't nothing. Paul O.C. says here, Florida still does not have enough playoff experience. They don't have enough grit. I've never seen them block a shot. Can somebody tell them it's not the regular season anymore? True. Um, and uh, Islanders91 says here, do you guys talk about player development earlier? Uh, what coaching regime was best at this? Uh, arbitrary, uh, but who then after that? Um, gosh, I want to say Capuano. Wow. I mean, who else? I mean, certainly not this regime. We were just miserable bad for years and years and years. I mean, Tavares. Nelson, Lee, Bailey, all those guys were under the Capuano regime. And they're really. all, even if they're not with the Islanders, those guys are consistent NHLers. Yeah. Those guys are all professionals who play time and time again. Yeah. Hashim K says, awesome show, guys. Thank you. Thank you there, Hashim. Thank you. Absolutely. We'll see you guys here tomorrow at the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Link in the description or as a featured page on our YouTube channel. Until then, Have a great evening. Have a great day at work. We'll see you guys tomorrow evening. Lots to talk about in the world of sports. Thank you again, grumpy old man. My pleasure.